This is a new intro song for now. I flipped it. I got bored. <laughs> Give me one, bro. I'm put it on. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Le dije la, le dije a Carlos. I was like, yo, Carlos, bro, bro, I need you to. Porque la canción que quiero se llama San Diego, where he talks about Barrio Logan, National City, cruising Third Avenue. Yeah. I was like, I want that for our song, but he said we, we we couldn't find it somewhere, so he's gonna see if he can make it available. Oh, bro, nice. that's a good song. Yeah, Pero nuestras yeah. demandas is a fixture. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the episode the the episodes where we? Uh, ¿Cuál era la rola que teníamos? Tres delincuentes, bro. The mm. it, was, it was a good song, but we were like, oh, fuck. better ask somebody for permission before we just start blasting shit. Because we play by the rules here, bro. Yeah, we try. We're, we're upstanding we citizens try. of our community. You know, we have children. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty good at what we do. You don't, you don't want the lieutenant coming in here and he's <laughs> gonna Hey man, he's, he's a Patreon or two. He's a good dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. Aquí con el compita Shaikle. I'm learning to use these buns, bro. Yeah. I want to make this shit like cheesy 1970s <laughs> game show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the stage. Enrique Luca the third. You know, I think I that would be, I think I that would be, think that would be cheesy cool. Yeah. Remember that first time you hit the buttons, we couldn't figure out which one was which. Meraneta dog. I still don't know which ones are. I know the top two. The first one, you know, the first one is the intro. It's like, you know, it's that yeah. one, you know, and then yeah. the second one is the outro. So it's, you know, okay. from here is fucking, I don't know what's going on, bro. The one I always seem to hit is this one though. For who? That one. I mean, that's the only other one I know. Everything mm. else, bro, when Glass is here, it's, it's like, weird. Oh, hit this button. And I'm like, I don't know what it does. Oh, the chill. I'm like, no. Aww. It's otro pedo, bro, you know? <laughs> but aside, uh, enough about that nonsense. Yeah. Big shout out to the homies in our Emo Brown Social Club members. It's la rifan. You guys are pushing that number up. By the time this episode comes out, it's over. No more signing up to get that uh, backyard boogie in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. He wanted to push it back to Sunday, Mother's Day. I was like, by all means, Tony, let's do it. Tony announced it. I said, cool. Que si no. Today we had like six new uh, members. Nice. Bro, we're like, we're like at 70 Emo Brown Social Club members, bro. Wow. Unbelievable. The, the, the attention awesome. that we're generating in the good way and, and raising funds for a positive thing, like everything like coming right there from the, the, the Patreon. It's clutch, man. It's just going to accumulate, yeah. accumulate, and make everything we do moving forward even better. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's a beautiful, I think I'm so hungover from yesterday. What was yesterday? Ayer fue mi cumpleaños, viejo. No way. Por favor, believe it. 40 fucking two, bro. El Jackie Robinson Jackie de Robinson. edad. That's what my son said. He's like, 42? Oh, I like the baseball player. He's like, that's my dude. Thank you, Sonny. Well, see, bro, yesterday was fun. Big shout out to Compita Glasses. Glasses came through in the clutch, mm. set everything up with your help. Mm -hmm. Not a big fan of parties and shit like that, but hey, man, it was fun. My family was yeah. here. The friends were here. Uh, staff, everything. It was cool, man. Thank you very much. The shirt was awesome. <laughs> There's nothing more cringy than walking down Third Avenue and watching my fucking face on a lamppost and a sticker, bro. Then I look down, it's on the floor, and then it's on the doors, and then I see people. It was people, a band-aid. Bro, and then it was a band-aid. Cure to surgeries right there. And then I see people walking around with it on a shirt, bro. Pasate de weenie, bro. 
Thank you, though. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, I, I, I was uh, DMing with your wifey to set up our next episode. And I was like, ah, oh, fucking guys, man. Oh, you have a good it's squad. Awesome. And I thought about it, bro. We, we have a killer squad. Hell yeah. Thank you for that, man. Thank thank it you guys for, for making it happen. It was cool. I had pura pinche botella de bucana que si no agarré. Oh, I took a picture right now of what I got yesterday. It was like five bottles of bucanas, bro. I don't even drink that I don't much. Know why? Yeah. I don't even drink that much bucanas. <laughs> like you've never talked about. Big it. event. Thank you. Te lo agradezco. I love you for that and for many other things, especially for what's going down today, bro. I know. This is a good one. This is the one, man. Yeah. I know I know I know I met him a long time ago. When we first met, like two years ago, I don't want to say a long time ago, but I met him. But we've been talking about making this happen. Chicle, who's here today? Well, I think most people either know him, know of him, or have heard about him. If you follow the local art scene, I've talked about him a bunch of times when I've shared my story. It's a guy that I, I when I met him, I was introduced as is a guy you need to meet. You know, and damn, I'm getting nervous. I know, bro. Hey, low-key, I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm, ner I'm never nervous. I usually flow, blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo. Yeah. Like, today I'm like, look over. It's like, all right, cool, right? This was cracking tonight. Yeah. All right. But yeah, man, I'm talking about Ricardo Dickie Islands Islas. I was going to do the cheesy clap there, but I was like, nah, bro, nah. we don't do no cheesy claps there, bro. He's, yeah. he's, he's better than that, dog. I can't put a cheesy well, okay, and, right. and He's think... looking at me like he wants it. Like, hey, Dickie Islands in the house, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, when I say you're I have low testosterone on <laughs> Welcome to the yeah. place. <laughs> it happens in here. Get on the bro. It's good to have you on here. Um hear a lot of positive things. When a guy like Chicle mentions him, hey bro, he's one of my mentors. I'm like, oh, you kind of have to take a step back and be like, okay, tell me more. What's going on here? So thank you, Chicle. Let's, let's, let's get to know Mr. Mr. Yeah. Ricardo Islas today. Yeah, good to be here. Well, that's awesome. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Good that's night. It, that's all he has. <laughs> no, I think, you know, we have a ton of, of good memories, but I don't think we've ever really talked about like how you got started with art or, you know, what brought you out to San Diego and all of that. Yeah, I'm I'm originally from Calexico. Mm -hmm. See, we're going to start a pandilla with uh, Jeff Lozano. Y con Lozano y mi jefito, bro. Mi jefito is a... Huber. 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 Hey, Huber. Oh, That's right there in the hood. They stab you right there. Bro, anytime I say Huber to people who are from over there, it's like, oh, Huber. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, in the 70s, like, you, you can break down right there. You're going to get stabbed right oh, there. Oh, my God. All right. Good to know. Good like, to know. Yeah, like when I was a kid... It was the heroin capital of the world per capita. Oh, what? Damn. Yeah, yeah, ta cabrón ahí. Fuck. Now I know. I'm going to talk to my dad. Be like, Jefito, ¿cómo saliste ahí? It's crack in here. It's weird, man. The connection to Calexico, like, as an adult, like, post high school, post anything else, like, in my working life, I've met so many people from Calexico and San Diego. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And all of you, like, come over here to go to school. Yeah. To like UCSD or USD, I, I can rattle off at least a dozen names of kids that came over there and like, oh, you know what? They work in the fields, you know, and like, I, I just want to make sure I can finish, accomplish my goals, make them proud and help them so they don't have to work in there anymore. Because, you know, because a lot of them probably still work there. They're grinding. That's the only way to make a living. Yeah. So when I see a bunch of dudes that come from Calexico to San Diego, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, they're trying to hustle. Yeah, and I, I run into people all the time from, you know, just out of the blue, hey, where are you from? Calexico. Like, even, like, right now I work, and it's like, there's a dude from Chicali, and there's a dude from Calesia, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, how you end up here? Yeah, what's your story to get into? So what was yours? 
What led you to San Diego, bro? I, I, when I got out of high school, I, I really didn't know. I had no idea what I was going to do. So I just went to the junior college over there and just take him. You know, the IDC? Like, yeah, like general general education. And and uh, I needed a couple more credits. And the homie that was there, he's like, dude, take auto shop. Like, say easy, you know, just watch field strips, fuck around and easy, you know, to get the full financial aid. And I took it, and next next semester I needed three more units, so I took another one. Before you know it, I was taking all automotive classes, and and all of a sudden I was I was a mechanic, you know. I, yeah. And I see, and I and but there's no jobs over there, you know. Like they hire everybody from Chicali so they could pay them less because they're happy to get like the minimum wage. And so I moved up here, and uh, City College had a program where dealerships come. To to the school and interview you and you can get a highlight and I'm like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there and moved up here with my then girlfriend now wife and he that's how I ended up doing what I do but I but I always drew I always you know I, I grew up in the punk scene and the death metal scene so I was always doing flyers for mm-hmm. punk bands and stuff and and so I moved up here and I was just you know just on my own just doing drawings yeah and it wasn't until like the end of '99 that I started painting my my mom wanted me to do a painting. Uh, she likes she likes art. She's like, hey, I want you to take an oil painting class. And she she wanted me to paint a guy over her kitchen and this and that. And and I started painting. And like the first five years, I painted nothing but dead people. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, <laughs> that, that, that was uh, of interest to you or is just something that called to you? Yeah, like a, yeah, it's a like, more dark side. Yeah, I think it had to do with like, you know, like the punk album covers and the death metal album covers and all that, you know. That was always like the thing, you know, hey, what can, you, dark, what can you make that looks extreme? You know, some guy chopping off his own hand mm. and shit like that for flyers. And and so I started, you know, I painted this guy that OD'd in the bathtub. And it was like, I had a couple of friends that did that, you know, because it was the only room with a lock on the door. And say, hey, I'm going to be in here for a couple of hours, you know. And uh, so I did that one and it got such a reaction. You know, it's almost like doing like a flyer, you know. It got such a reaction that people kept coming around. Hey, man, what are you doing? Because I took a painting class. And that kind of got me going on, hey, I'm just going to paint dead people. And kind of like the shock factor. Yeah, know? you were the shock jockey. That's it, Howard yeah, Stern yeah, of the art scene, yeah, bro. Yeah, I was a Howard Stern. And, and the painting class I took, it was real cool because the, the teacher was real cool, Robert Sanchez at, at Mesa College. And like, he was all about whatever you want to do, I'll just help you develop your style. You know, because I, I would see stuff from other classes and they, they put like a a boot and a concha and this and that. And it looked lame, you know, <laughs> but his class, you know, whatever you were into, you know, he just helped you develop it. And so I was doing all these dead people and they were like, man, what are you doing? And, uh, and that just kind of got me going on it. And, and the, my teacher, he was like a Chicano artist, like in the eighties and nineties and stuff. And he just kind of started, you know, introducing me to people and all that. Got my foot in the door because he was already in the scene, you know, and uh, and so, so he just like introduced me to a bunch of stuff, and he was recently divorced, and I always went to bars, you know, like seven days a week, and he didn't have nobody to hang out, you know. He's like, hey, every time I, I see you leaving class, you say you're going to a bar. So, yeah, you want to go? And what? yeah, so, <laughs> so every day, every every time after class, he colaba, you know, and and you know, so he starts introducing me to his scene, you know, and at the time there wasn't really like a Chicano scene. So I was kind of like in that other scene, you know, like the higher end scene and stuff. And so I, I kind of got my foot in the door there. And at that time, it was a different scene because, you know, you had to take like 
slides of your work and it was real proper. You had to turn in like a letter, like this is what my art means and this and that. And now with technology, you know. Same result, different presentation. Like it's a lot easier now, you know. But, uh, you know, we did a show with the class. Somebody had a, a connection with a, with a coffee house. And there was a lot of talented people in the, in the class. And people that paint like photorealism and this and that. And, uh, and, and it was like everybody wanted to know, like not this thing that looks like a photo. It's like, hey, what's up with this dude? Who's this dude that painted this crazy shit? And all of a sudden, like, galleries started, you know, it hitting, hitting you, up you up. Because they want that edge. Yeah. You know, they want that edge. So edgy sales, bro. Yeah. Todavía hasta la fecha. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. So that got me another show, like at a at a higher end at a high end gallery, and people were like, "Hey, man, what's up with this dude?" And then and then at my second show, somebody hit me up, say, hey, "You want to do a solo show?" I'm like, "Damn, all right, you know." And but I was still doing the real edgy stuff. But then after a while, it was like, "Hey, you, you know, you can only paint so many dead people before you get bored." Yeah. But I always hung out at bars, so. So I started doing bar shows and that was more like lighthearted. And so I done, you know, more like to fuck around and that kind of. Trend. So like a local bar scene would have a, 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 a an representing art. an art night, uh, artist yeah. night come out and you can show like a mini gallery of what you offer. Yeah. Like That's that. pretty cool. Yeah, that that like, kind of happens still. Yeah. Like the, the bar where like I met Chicle at Lando mm-hmm. Gyms, um, you know, a lot of tattoo artists, yeah, yeah, graffiti yeah. artists hung out there and all that. So, and I was there seven days a week. So it's like, Hey man, you want to do the show? Yeah. So it kind That's of pretty awesome. it was kind of doing more fun stuff, yeah. and, and that kind of helped me transition into like what I do now, which is you know everything still has a message, but but it's more you know it's it's more uh, anybody can buy it rather than you know not everybody buys dead people you know yeah that's like, true. I, <laughs> like I, I'm into that kind of stuff, but not not everybody you know I'm just gonna pile up my work you know so once I started doing that and then I I got another solo show and. I came up with the the show called Toys Aren't Us. And at the time there was no toys based on like Chicanos or anything, you know, it's just all the toys were white. And so that's when I did like the operation game, but it's like Cholo Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I did like the wagon that's like a low rider and the Green Army Man and all that. And and that's just kind of like, you know, to this day, that's what I do. You know. Yep. So how does the connection build from meeting Chicle at one of these events at a scene to what it is now? Like, how did you link up and eventually like just become really good with each other? Um, there, the gallery that was next door to Landlord Jim's Voz Alta, uh, a friend that that knew Robert Sanchez, my teacher, uh, she used to work with Chicle and she's like, oh, you guys have to meet. And we met. And usually if I'm there at Landlord Jim's, I'm, I was like buzzing, you know, or fucked up. So like I met him. But then I think he saw me in there and, you know, I mean, I don't remember. But then we were out there one time, like at two in the morning and he came up and he's like, hey, man, like, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, I'm Chicle or Enrique or whatever. And uh, I'm like, hey, dude, like, just come up to me, dude. Like, it's not, you know, if I'm fucked up, I might not remember you. But if you come up and, you know, remind me, like, I'm I'm going to. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But so, this guy was like, it was him and his homie Jaime always posted up at the end of the bar like two big ass dudes. Ricardo at the time had long curly hair. El vato sexy, bien buki. No, everybody no. was going. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of intimidating, you know, like me and Selena had just moved to downtown. We lived like two blocks from landlords. And so we would see him in there all the time. And 
I just remember like I started bringing him images to like see what he thought, you know, because I had been helping a this other cat that was doing art stuff with the Latino Film Festival and I wanted to get in, you know, and so when I was introduced to Ricardo and I saw his work, I was like, oh shit, like I didn't know this world existed, you know, and at the bar, one thing, you know, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like Landlord Gyms would have art shows every month. And I remember when I first started going there, I like, like that, the trash man. can cool. show was up and, you know, there was like a toilet seat one. There was like all kinds of random shows. And so like the, it was like the perfect time, perfect place. And then these scary people that like, I wanted to get to know, but I was intimidated. And then it's a perfect storm. I think the fact that we both like to drink. It, it kind of like opened the doors, you know? It, it always greases the doorways and makes <laughs> entrance a little easier, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was funny because uh, I think like one of the first nights that we hung out, like, you know, like I would, like as a local, you would just walk in and the beer's already there. You know, it doesn't matter if there's a line or a crowd or whatever. It's just that like you walk in, it's already there. Yeah, now all the locals are going to hit me up and be like, yeah. hey, so that's how it works. So I'm like, nail, papa. That's, not- <laughs> that's only a dance. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, there was a guy that hung out there all the time, Reverend Craig. Oh and, yeah, and he he worked. He didn't work for the government. You wouldn't by seeing him, you wouldn't know anything. But his job was to find Osama bin Laden. He was a private citizen, a private company. But he and was, Terry, he was yeah. he was on he was a man on like, the mission. He's traía feria, and he would max out the ATM. And he just drinks all night for everybody. Like drinks drinks all night every day. Your Reverend Craig. And then like two in the morning, we're out there and he's like, yeah, I got to be on a flight in three hours to Iraq. And he's like, pero como nada. Como he didn't care porque it's almost like he had a free pass, you know? He could do whatever he wants. Yeah, te paran and... Hey. Like, bro, do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what I do. Do you know what I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm currently on a mission. Yeah, so I, I remember... <laughs> I remember we we're in the corner of the bar, and oh, he yeah. bu- he busted out a bunch of shots, and everybody got a, a regular shot, and he got a double, and and Chicle was like, "Hey man, that's fucked up, dude." Like, El bato, calmate, wey. Hey, sometimes it's good to get a little one because that's not the first one or the last one. Like, because I mean, we're drinking heavy in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know this bar for. Is it still around? No. Oh shit. They got it's taken closed. over through uh, eminent domain by City College, so no. the whole block. Gone. Damn, that sounded like the spot to be. Ugh. Reverend Craig, yeah. Double Jack and Coke. A couple, a couple oh, of fucking little man, local dudes, artistic. Yeah, like everybody thought that he worked there. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, he would just go behind the. He pick up. So glasses. he's unassuming. Yeah, but he belonged where he was. Yeah, he he pick up glasses and he washed dishes all the time, and he didn't work there. He just you know. That, honestly, bro, that that's the vibe at a at a, at a dive bar. Like yeah. that's the vibe. That's the only reason I've ever wanted to open like a dive bar. It's because. You go into the place and te sientes a gusto. Like you just get down, you sit down. It doesn't matter who's there. Um, my dive bar that I, that I have that I would is that's the way I wanted to design. You know, I mean, yeah. me encantaban those little dive bars in, in, in downtown when I was, you know, coming up and learning. But when we went to Dublin, I was like, oh shit. Like these dive bars is like a home, bro. It's like, yeah. it's like their, it's their spot. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go have like a beer or que pasa, or I'm just going to go hang out at three punk. Bro, no. these guys, like they know each other every day they go there. It's, yeah. it, it was a crazy scene over there. So when I came over, it's like, this is what we got. We got to do this. You, <laughs> you know what they did there? Uh, when they first opened uh junior, he does, he's known for stickers now, Mr. Sticker. Oh, okay. But uh, he used to manage that bar when they, when he first oh, took it oh. over. And, uh, 
you know, he put out a velvet rope. And I mean, that dive bar when. It was, <laughs> fucking awesome, bro. That dive bar was like diving. Like, cerraban a las 10. Uh-huh. Cerraban a las 10. Like, because it was just a daytime hardcore oh, okay. bar uh-huh. monsters, you know? And uh, when he took it over, they still closed at 10. So they'd send everybody after 10 a block away to the, the jewel box. A jewel box. Oh, yeah. man. And then they finally got their license for two. But the thing was that he put out the velvet rope and. And everybody that came in, he introduced everybody. Hey, man, I don't know if you know this guy. This guy's a tattoo artist. This guy's a painter. This guy's in. So then before you know it, everybody's like, everybody knows everybody, you know? So Another like, great factor yeah. to a dive bar, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But he he had been in the bar industry for years. You know, he managed the Tivoli bar. The Tivoli. Nice. he managed the Ken Club. Okay. And then and then he went to the Jewel Box. Or to uh, Landlord Gyms, I mean. So he, he, he got around in that scene, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing we've learned, bro, is like, you see a lot of the same people just in completely different places. And, you know, ultimately everybody eventually works, has worked for everybody, especially down here in Chula Vista. The dive bar scene is just like when you say like you wanted to get involved and then this scene and and the more darker aspect and Chica's like, oh, these guys are the guys I want to be around. I feel like those kinds of relationships and ideas are birthed in that kind of scene, bro. Like in a dive bar after hours, woo woo, acá bien relajado. Pinchy Reverend Craig is over here lavando trazes, drinking shots, buying rounds. It's like... It's like a story to tell. Yeah. That'd be a good fucking story to tell, dude. Just kind of go into a, a, a dive bar and hang out and create like a little event. Like, What's going on here? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Write that shit down. We're going to take it to Casas. Well, <laughs> well, there, there used to be, there, I mean, there used to be like all the top DJs would DJ there. Yeah. You know, Ratty and, and all these uh, dudes on that were on the radio and everything. And it, it was DJs every night, like top DJs. And then they got in trouble like for not having like a license, you know? Oh, like an entertainment. So, so Junior used to live upstairs. And he ran a cable all the way from the bar to his apartment. And he had DJs in the kitchen. And it was a little pencil camera, a chafita. But there was something <laughs> grimy about it, you know? And you're, they're like, hey, man, there's no DJ tonight. Yeah, there's DJs. And then the, on the TVs, he was up there DJing and he had all the DJs in his kitchen DJing. That's fucking right. And the speakers in the bar. Yeah, the speakers in the bar. And people <laughs> would call up like, hey, man, can you play this? Like, hey, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. I'm on it. And then Reverend Craig would go up there and wash dishes at Junior's house. Damien, it's about the hired, hired gun in every aspect yeah, of the word, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I would leave and, and I'd go up there and everyone's like, hey, how the fuck you get up there? You know? Go. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a trip. You know, he was working around the around the rules, you know? Yeah. That's sick. But talking about, like, I see, like, the scene here, like, when I moved to San Diego, like, I moved to the apartments right next to the jewel box. And everybody that I met there, like, you know, it was, like, the pool tournaments and everything. So, like, we bounced around. We drank there, and then we bounced around to, like, Sparky's. And that was a cool little bar. El Pinchi, yeah. the jewel box. Yeah. That was a cool little bar, man. Which it's, is I mean, now what? The monkey paw? Which was uh, the monkey paw. No, and now, and now rocket, it's rocket bottle rocket. Dude. Bottle rocket. Good, good place. We bought we we went over there, bro, after the Padre game. And that's been the spot now before a game or after a game. So if you haven't gone there, go bottle rock. It's very good, man. And and, and uh, Caesar knows the owner, Pinchy Caesar. And Tolanda Sebato, Pinchy, St. Paul, Sinaloa. He knows everybody. So yeah, when does. we got went after the game, he's like, oh, hey, there's our homie. We're trying to try him on the podcast. We can get his story. Really good dude, man. That's awesome. Hey, is this where there's ghosts? Dude, yeah, he doesn't. Why? Okay, so we, we've obviously known that this place is a little weird. It's got little vibes and shit and, and, and I've heard stuff and I've seen stuff. 
But, you know, I wanted to bring somebody to kind of give it a look. And then mm. they told us, oh, say, say, let's put those jewels up there. Get like a sa la 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 And, you know, things would move, things would turn off. And I didn't make it, but I would tell them. And Kevin finally believed me. So I had somebody else kind of give it a look. And then Chef Letty ultimately came and she was like, hey, bro, just, you know, dejo un panecito, una agua, algo, you know, and change it like every few days. I had to change it, by the way. But right where you're sitting, dog, I, I boom, you're hugging somebody. Dude, so we put un panecito. And then the next day, the pan had a bite mark on it, dog. Shut your mouth. Not even going to lie, dude. Real talk. For real? Yeah. I told yeah. wifey, I told wifey, she's like, what? I was like, yeah. Like a human bite mark? It was, no. Or like it a just, little nibble. It was like a nibble, bro. Nah, pues el ratoncito. En donde champillen, aquí no hay puro, puro corky's pest control por ahí. Yeah, and I, and I purpose was telling glasses, like, I purposely didn't tell nobody, fool. Because it's like a Ouija board. There's always that fucking cousin that's going to be like, I'm going to move this shit. You know? Oh, you, you didn't tell nobody. <laughs> I didn't tell nobody that that's what that was for or anything. I love is that what that dinosaur egg is up there? What is dinosaur that for? Egg. Is it, no, say it, it's uh, a sea salt lamp. And it's supposed to, like, make the air something, bro. I'm so new and ignorant when it comes to me dijeron ir a poner una cristal ahí donde está el diquel les pone un cristal I put it up I don't know what the significance is maybe that lady just like crystals and she wanted me to put it up I don't know you know I'm so ignorant but when I saw that I was like oh. I told the wife she's like no way I was like bite marks glasses was all freaked out he's like no way no me quiero sentar aquí wey. I was like nah bro <laughs> no wonder Ricardo didn't come in Damn, you notice how he, he's this not like even the skeleton the key, bro. Like the skeleton key. Somebody fucking put some. He won't cross the full threshold. He he's knows. like, he's that goddamn crystal, what bro. Do to, what do you want to share with us? I, I didn't want our worlds to collide here. It's it's on, bro. We're, we're it's too late. We're now. doing the dance yeah. now, papito. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Entity? It was a, no. It was a ghost movie, probably like in the 80s. Okay. But there's a ghost, and I don't remember what the reason is, but. <laughs> This chick is asleep in her house, and there's a. She knows there's a ghost, but the ghost has sex with her. Ah, okay, and, like, She's laying there, and and you can see like the cobija like moving, like he's pawing her <laughs> uh -huh. and all this. I'm just concerned que vas a salir de aquí con los frijoles molidos. Me pongo pinchiaba todo el pedo. I'm ready, dog. I'm untouchable right now. No, she I don't want to say that. <laughs> Famous last words. I'm going to knock on this piece of wood. Please don't, please don't hurt me. <laughs> La mama. You should consider wearing a chastity belt when you come in. Yeah, bro. I got the old oh school ones, God. the steel, steel chonies, bro. Nothing comes in, nothing comes out. No, I mean, you know what? And... Wifey's hardcore about it, bro. It's, I, it, it's funny. Like we went to her mom and dad's house the last week and her brother was there. And whenever they start talking about like aliens or ghosts or, or extraterrestrials, cosas así que me llaman la atención, obviamente, but like I'm, I don't fucking feed it too much. Damn, when I see those two get together and start talking, it's, oh, did you hear about that new sighting that happened over there? Oh, I did. Did you know? So I was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Wifey turns into like uh Aliens, you know, <laughs> she turns into that guy. Like everything is, oh yeah, you got to get into it. Uh, it's like, now I'm thinking the earth is flat. So you didn't uh, ask where I'm going to draw the line, but it would be lady, the earth is not flat. Anyway, I went to a funeral and a cousin of mine was there and my sister tells me, hey, you know, he thinks the earth is flat. Like, Real talk. I, I can't even look at you anymore. <laughs> flat earth, this is a tropeo. It's a, have you met, have you talked to a flat earther. I hope not. I didn't even want to talk to him after I, my sister told me that. You're I, like, I don't even want to know. Bro, right, they're, they're so like on it. And it's like, wow. You're, it's like a bit. It's like a gag. Or you're really, that's, earth is not flat, bro. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I don't care what you believe. Do you believe in ghosts though? No. Not tampoco? No, no. Nothing ever like that? No. Like say, hey, you should design more artists in this manner. 
Like if you whisper in like secrets into your ear, no, no ghost, bro. I know Chiclo, there's like a fucking walking like mm-hmm. exorcist. Mm-hmm. Like, That's right. Should do a, in the should, pinche do, a, should do a beer called a ghost lager, like ghost lager. Oh, el vato, hey. le, ponemos, le ponemos ghost flakes adentro. Oh, oh. oh. Ghost, ghost crumbs that the, that from the band that he lived behind. Bro, yeah. He or she. Hey, you know what? You know what it is? Bro, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a man. I think it's, okay. I think it's a man. You know what? And it was a, it was a pan dulce. From Machete, dog. So his guy got good taste. So hey, you know he's got, got good those, taste. Like, fancy pan dulces was, over there. Bro, when she uh, came, when Chef Letty came, she brought me those little, you know, like little donuts. Like, a, like grass, she, grass does fed, she make them for grass them? Grass-fed birotes? Grass-fed birotes, uh, no GMOs. Yeah. Tu sabes acá, oat milk, yeah. torpedo, dog. <laughs> but then, <laughs> she, she brought like little donuts and she brought the little mini um, conchas. Bro, they were good. Did she make them? I don't know. I didn't ask. I was in. I was eating. I was. I was. I was like, "Fuck! I don't know who made this, but this is really good." Hell yeah! The ghost has good taste. Nice. The ghost has good taste, and it's weird now. Every every conversation that we have with whoever's in here, it always leads to fucking that entity in here. And now, bro, that I'm I'm not freaked out or weirded. I was just like, "Oh man," you know. Somebody, I, I feel good right here. Well, yeah, you're probably sitting on his lap, bro. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but something's moving. <laughs> you got a splinter for look at this. <laughs> Chivato. So yeah, tell me more about bad religion. Like I want to know about all your connections in the punk rock scene. That's what that's what interests me a lot about you, man. Because I know you're you're metices los raíces por donde quepa, dog. I feel like you got in where you fit in. We we, we were all three of us kind of have that same um, mentality or como se dice addictive personality where people just kind of want to hang out and talk and get to know us. So I know you've gotten in that scene and you got some stories for me. Yeah, I mean I, I was always in I was always in the scene in Mexicali is like a huge death metal and punk scene. And uh, you know, we used to put shows together over there, you know. I didn't play, but I, I did flyers and I put shows together and Bro, the flyer guy in that yeah. era was the man. There was yeah. like I don't care if it was a house party or or a band or like something going on at a venue. The first thing, no, yeah, social media, wait. Nah, you nah, know, nah. there was nothing. So the first thing you yeah. would get is that fresh ass flyer. And you're like, all right, who's playing? Oh, shit. Women are free, $5 beer kegs. All right, cool, boom. And then, you know, you made plans. Yeah. That was it. That was that was your everything. It was your Thomas Guide, Daniel Domicilio. It was your pinchy Google. It was everything. And it's like, all right, who, you know, it's like, who's, who's going to play? You got to call his number. You got to meet us there. Bring an egg. Get the secret entrance. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. So that's the scene that I wish I was, I wish I was older in that era for that. Because I, I think that would have been really cool. Especially when I watch like a, um, documentarios de the punk rock scene in East Los Angeles. Mm. Bro, like I think that was like, that's what I want to be about. I know you in there, bro. Yeah, but in Chicali, it was crazy. Like the like the PRI, mm. the PRI used to lend like punk bands like, hey, we're going to lend you the stage. They had like this big outside flat area. They had a stage so they can, you know, hey, el PRI and this and that and speeches. So they was like, hey, you guys can play here. It was like eight punk bands and this and that. And they would let them play. Yeah, as soon as it finished, it's like the Prito A after that. Putazos. So the, the cops would just come in <laughs> oh, and just no. start wailing on everybody. El que caiga and just batons and this and that. Yeah, correle. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. That was there. a common occurrence, yeah, dude? Yeah, Like when I grew up there, like like I said, like Chicla said, like I, like I always had long hair. And it's like that. that I don't know if you watched that uh, thing. uh Rock and roll in, in Latin America? No, I know. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Like, they talk about like there was a certain era where you, you know, you were like, ta cabron, you know? It's like being black in the 20s, you know? Like, and that's how it was. Like when I was there, like, dude, I, I went through so much shit. 
I went to jail just, you know, I was at a party, kind of like a Beverly Hills, like Los Pinos in Mexicali. Uh-huh. The cops showed up, but they don't fuck with nobody because they're all connected, you know, to either politicians or cartel or whatever. Uh-huh. They just say, hey, everybody's just got to leave. And that's it. Well, like 100 people, 200 people, they let everybody out. It was, I'm Dude, they beat the shit out of me. <laughs> threw me in jail. Pero por greñudo, greñudo. Grab him. Yeah. Fucking long hair. <laughs> and then when I'm in the squad car, they're like, hey, te vamos a llevar al desierto. Estamos hasta tirado ya muerto. And this and that. I'm like, damn. Like, Why, fool? Yeah. No, man, it's like they just hated people because they considered them the pandilleros. You know? uh-huh. what, it was crazy. Like around what time is this? Like in the late 80s, early 90s? Late 80s, maybe, maybe before 91. So. Damn. Hey, wait, no mama, that's, that when, that's when people were being dropped <laughs> yeah, off yeah. and left for dead. Yeah. So even like I went to a place like uh Oh man. We were drinking one time, like we drank all night, the sun came up, he's like, hey fuck, let's go to get tacos, you know. And we went to Chicali and we went to a, a place that's kind of like a pizza place, but I see, you know, like a pizza hut, nothing fancy, la fabulosa or what's that, my jambos. And they wouldn't all my homies came in and they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. You know, at that time, like, me valía madre. Anybody that opposed, like, fuck it. I stormed in there, sat with them. Ah, pues no estamos de comer. Ah, me vale madre. Me voy a echar pedos aquí. Eso. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and my homies are trying him. to eat, and I'm, we've been drinking all night. So I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, like, you know, they wouldn't let me in anywhere. You never know when... You know, me van a agarrar, like we. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, like even the cops. You know, like we used to go to the main street, like the where the cruise street is, La Reforma, uh-huh. and we'd go there. And all of a sudden, one day, like this cop pulls up, or a regular car goes, "Hey, ya te vi, güey, so judicial," and he showed me the badge, and he had a gun on me. Like cagastes, güey. I'm like, dude, what what I do? I just got here. Ah, ya te miré fumando mota, because no fumo ni cigarros nada. No, ya te vi pisteando, because ni tengo feria, yo no más vine. A ver el, el refuego, you know. And, no, güey, ya estuvo contigo and this and that. I'm like, fuck, dude. So, oh, pues ya me voy. And my homies didn't want to leave because, hey, dude, I had a gun to me. If you don't get in the car in two minutes, I'm out. And they didn't want to leave. And it was like two blocks from the línea. And I'm like, once they see my car, they're just going to want to stop me. Oh, pues Because I had like an old Yeah, they're going to try to get you. Oh, uh, dude, I went to the línea and fucking 100 miles an hour back to the border, you know. Is that when, you, when you had the Falcon? Yeah. Yeah, so that cabron, you know. That's crazy, bro. Because I mean, I know that there's a, there's a punk rock scene. I just didn't know because it was like that ostracized, that push yeah. to the outer limits where it's like, fuck you, homie. You don't look like us. You, you yeah, don't yeah. you oh, don't yeah. do what we're doing. Like, no, not welcome. Nah, yeah. I mean, you think they just want the cash, but nah. Like one time, there it was, was a hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I went, I went to a place that was super far one time too. There was a, a really good record store, and it was far. And I went there in the middle of the day. Say, hey, man, I'm they got some good shit here. Like some, they were into like the punk scene, so uh-huh. they had some good shit. And it was far. And I went there, and I'm wearing like all black in the middle of summer, combat boots, and this and that. Y que me voy, not even the bus would pick me up. Damn. Not even the bus. Dude, I had to walk. <laughs> I had to walk back like, like ten miles in pichy combat boots, wearing all black in the middle of summer. And it was like, like every 10 blocks, I stopped and buy an agua and stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's muriendo. Damn it. Why? They just thought, they just saw, I think they just had the image of oh, some pandilleros. And, you know, they just had that image. But that's you know? crazy, man. Because it's, it's, 
it's a nice nice city, Mexicali, but it's it's the fucking capital, bro. You know, yeah. like shit pops off. It's just crazy down there. Yeah. So to think that they have that much, we're all going to unite and say, fuck you, long hairs. Yeah. Fuck you, punks. We're not going to, just going to, we don't I want you guys around. It, it seems like it was you guys against everybody in Mexicali. Oh, even in Calexico, like, like we we're very few that were, I had like three friends that had long hair and everybody else, they were punk. And it was like us against everybody. Cause it was like the new wave scene. And it was like, Pinche flaca seagulls. Yeah, putazos, are, you know. El, el Guerrillero 2000 uh, también tenía pelo largo? No, he was more punk. Oh, okay. He had the, he had the misfits, el mechón. Eh, oh, eh, no way. Yeah, Damn. The, 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 mushroom, the mushroom haircut. Hell. Every, Hell every yeah. once in a while, makeup. Hey, oh, only, only when necessary. Only right. when necessary. That's you know, right. never discount the <laughs> mascara estilo David Havoc AFI. I don't know. I couldn't roll that way. <laughs> And between us, éramos bien carrilleros. So oh, like, pues quién no, güey. Like, you know, yeah. That's crazy, man. Honestly, that, that fucking surprises me that that was that much hate. You'd think they'd hate nah, on everything yeah. else, not the fucking rockers. But you yeah. know what? Historically, bro, look at that. It's nah, just, but it's, my homies were good fighters, so it was like, I mean, we were it. always like battles, but it was like, like Guerrero, I mean, take on 10 dudes. And there was a homie of ours que estaba bien loco. I mean, he was like, he was an extremist, whatever he did. Like, he was a cholo for a while. He was fucking hardcore. Then he find Jesus and he was like in the Jesus Christ. He was in the squad in the high school. <laughs> hey man, you know Jesus died for you. I know my man. Yeah, and then also he got into the he got he was a devil worshiper. All right, cool. Damn, that that circle, first circle. All right. Yeah. Check <laughs> that box. Boom, boom. So he contacted the Church of Satan. He lived on a ranch and he's had the Church of Satan out there. And then he killed his animals. His abuelito kicked him out of the ranch. And and then he got into the punk scene and he was like anarchy, like Al Cien. You God know, save the queen. Yeah, no, we, we, dude, we'd be walking and all of a sudden he jumps on a car, breaks the window and I'm like, correr, and he's like, ah, let me jump on this other one. I'm like, God damn it, bro. <laughs> Look at these yeah. guys. Yeah. Been, been tough, tough guys. That's fucking, yeah. you know what? That's a cool scene, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's then, a fucking rad scene. But then when we moved here, um, yeah. we, when the Casbah moved out of the original spot, which I think now is, I don't know, it's like Kava or, or what it is now. But, but I know but I like can see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but it after Casbah it was uh, the Velvet, and it was the same owner of Joe and Andy's in La Mesa, and it was punk bands. What a punk band! So me and and Jaime El Guerrero, those mean, like we'd hang out there, and and they had a lot of problems with with uh, skinheads there, and it was kind of weird because they knew who they were, but it was just kind of like querían la feria. They they all go in separate, and then once it was like twenty of them. Then se quitaron las camisas and fucking Heil Hitler and this and that. Oh, man. Oh, and man. I, just died. Yeah, the owner, he's like, hey, man, you guys are always in here. And he's like, hey, free beer whenever you guys are in here. But if something pops off, you just got to help the security guard. Free beer? What are you? So, You're like, ahí nos, in. Ahí nos yeah. Los also, you know, like once you. Most of them are. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why they don't. A bit of blood. Oh, that's, that's why they don't say shit when, when they're coming in, porque, you know. In San Diego, back in the like in the beginning part of when I started playing like punk music, there was a few look, there was a few venues that we would play. Um, uno no sé te acuerdas el nombre, El Cajon, se llamaba the Soul Kitchen. So yeah. in the Soul Kitchen, the it was an it was an El Cajon, so it, it brought everything El Cajon brought, bro. The size and then and we were you know we were in the band, we we're two Mexican dudes and, and a white guy, and it was like 
you felt it because there was dudes rolling around and they they had their fucking swastika tattoos yeah, yeah. and you know like we'd start playing and people started moving around and shirts started coming off. I was like, in la madre, at least I got my drumsticks, <laughs> my bell, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's weird because that scene it existed, bro. Like you, yeah. you, our scene was a little more lame. We were like '90s uh, pinchy skater punk, you know, like more like that. So it would really stick out if these the skinheads from this scene would come in and hang out but they were still there yeah. you know but uh when i would go to like the show no me acuerdo el pinche lugar estaba en la en la washington um i, I would want to say oh, the world yeah, yeah. beat center but there was something similar yeah, to that I, name i remember i remember something i was in a i was in a more uh a 17 bro and i was in a, a band called the heidis And we we play like more old school punk. I was fucking. We were on a bro. We were on a record label. Yo, guy, in. I was like, Chucky's nice, 17 years old. Oh, I'm on a record label from Michigan. Uh, watch our album's gonna drop. But the cool thing is that label would set us up on shows. We were a horrible band, but we played with the Subhumans when they came down here, bro. We, yeah, bro. Like Angry Samoans, bro. Like really, and we're like. How are we getting this show? And, it, and ultimately, I came to find out because yeah, just because of that record label, we'd never did anything with them. But we got to play those shows. And then being at those crowds, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, there was no rules, bro. Yeah. I feel like the security guards were legit scared when those yeah. shows came down. UK subs, yeah. subhumans, uh, guerrilla business. And, and you know, 17 años, we had to sign like little waivers to play in bars and shit. Because we weren't even 18. We were still in high school. And you just saw that. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. It, it, I couldn't do shit. You know, you can pinch a squinkle. Somebody pops off and starts saying, fuck you, Mexican. It's like, I'm done, bro. <laughs> It all, all those places were like that, like low security, except for Soma. Soma had oh, all, some of them. Yeah, some of them. They, they didn't had fuck all, around. all the Samoans and, and the dude, Mike, uh, the white dude that was all yoked out with the big beard and stuff. He was yoked out on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I was afraid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you did you grow up in, you, did you go to both the Moreno Boulevard, Soma, and the other one, or the Casas Mas in the Dungeon? I went to the original one yeah. on Union Street. Yeah. I went there and I went to the one on Morena. Yeah. Morena, that's where I went. Yeah. Talk about being unaware and some fucking sheltered in your little community, bro. You could have seen fucking Benita, dog. You know, it's like Mexicans. That's all like we were the most exotic thing at that time. You know, it's like, oh, a Mexican is here in fucking Benita. It's all white dudes. And then ultimately I got older and everything. But I was so sheltered that when I went to like these, these shows or, or like these bands would come in or I went to Soma for the fucking first time and los pusimos pedos en la línea tomando Aftershock, watching fucking, I don't even know who we're watching. I think it was a Bouncing Souls and uh, Vandals or no sé qué onda. And going to those shows, bro, I was my like reality check on what, what is around us. Cause at, at that point I was on the outside looking in and I was like, oh shit, like these fools. This is a scene where people like get down. They take this shit serious. You got fools coming in and tanto rayados. They're all tattooed yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Or you got fucking dudes and they got like fucking stud tattoos like everywhere yeah, on their yeah. face. They're so rockers. They're like punkers. And here I am, a fucking little 18, 17 year old. I got my fucking bands on. Oh yeah, I skate, bro. <laughs> fucking mirando and Mark McGrath probably with frosted yeah. tips at the time. I don't even know if that was the case, but probably. Dude, my hair was blue at one point. But yeah, and I'd go in, I'm like, fuck, I feel silly. You know, I was like, I shouldn't feel silly because that guy has a pink mohawk, you know, or, or like she has like a, a big ass spike hanging out of her cachete. So I shouldn't feel silly. But I was like, damn, it's like, I'm not punk like that. You weren't punk enough. <laughs> I wasn't punk enough. I, I felt like really lame. I was like, all right, fuck it. I just cut my hair or whatever. And I just rolled normal. I, I loved that scene. Yeah. I loved that scene. But you were from, fuck, dog, you were from the hardcore scene. Like, I think when I moved here, I didn't have a car for a little bit. So I was going to City College, so like uh, like two blocks away on on uh, 16th and C, 
estaba un café que se llamaba Café Chabalaba. Mm. And they always had punk bands there, Inch, Unwritten Law, The Dead Bolt used to play there. They were like the house band and this and that. So ahí me la llevaba, or at Soma. And San Diego, I was tripping out because, like, I mean, I was about, like, Black Flag and Circle Jerks. And I was a, one of my favorite bands is Angry Samoans. Uh -huh. And San Diego, like, Soma, they had, like, big, kind of like a funk. You know, they, I, a band that I really liked at the time was uh, Freak Scene. And they, they were really, they played, they were like headliners all the time. They were good, but they had like a kind of a funk to them. Like Castillo, like Red Hot Chili Peppers in the yeah, late so, 80s, early yeah, 90s, sort of, like that kind yeah. of, yeah, that was, that was a scene, bro. Yeah. And I have, was, I have a bunch of demos from like Unwritten Law and stuff, like from Soma that uh, I bought. Yeah, I have a photo if you want to take it. I've been trying to hide it. But yeah, Unwritten Law, bro. I mean, that's what we grew up wanting to play like. That's who, that was like who we, we were about, you know, like one of the guys in the band. Like his dad did all the the production work for Red Eye Records, mm. so that's like the record label where Unwritten Law was from and Pivot. So I was like, oh shit, that's the that's the record label, you know. So we always hung around and we grew up listening to their the seven inch, the fucking Blur, the first one that came out. Yeah. Dude, I went on, on eBay just to see cuánto cosas más. Wait, la vienden a quinientos bolas. Yeah. I was like, what? And it's just like an old ass seven inch has four songs. One of them yeah. is Blur and it rips, you know. And like I think I have it somewhere in storage. It's it's somewhere there, but. I love that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I was always torn because you, you couldn't be, you couldn't be a, a, a skater punk and, and be a fucking old school punk at the same time. Yeah, if you were an old school punk, normally you would hate motherfuckers like me, you know? And if you were a new school punk, you wouldn't want to even, you didn't want to even look that way. You're like, fuck, yeah. man, I got el palo. <laughs> I, I, I like some bands, but like, like bands like, uh, like Blink, no más, más, muy. Muy payaso shit. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I blame the descendants for it. Well, Even I mean, though I'm a big designer, I'm a big designer. You know, Pinchy Milo fucked up though. But, you know, but, he he created a blueprint. I, I, I blame them for the yeah. What happened afterwards? My 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 guilty pleasure has always been MXPX, bro. Yeah, yeah. I listen to MXPX. I, I fucking lie to people. Oh yeah, my my career is my cousin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't that many fucking Mexican punkers, you know. So, so it's like, oh yeah, my career is my cousin. Yeah. yeah but, but now there's like a lot of albums that like I'll listen to, and it's almost like you're gonna tell a joke that's racial or something. It's like. You gotta look over your shoulder before you play it because it's like that shit. <laughs> it's like super politically incorrect, you know. Like, but I don't, oh yeah, currently right now? No, back. Oh, then, I was like, gonna say, those, yeah, those old record, bro. Yeah. Any old anytime records. I'm listening, because my favorite band is Minor Threat, and they weren't like fucking controversial and like that way, but they were fucking still yeah. controversial, you know. And like you listen to it, I'm like, fuck, I care. Like now, nah, whatever. This is my yeah. band. Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, those were my two, my go-to bands. Me encantaba TSOL because I liked their metal, like the way they started metal initially. Yeah, yeah. And then they flipped the switch and yeah, they went like, more, yeah, yeah more it's punk. Like DRI, where they See, did yeah, a little bit of a crossover. And then Salio was like, oh, wow, I like this new TSOL a lot yeah. better. We got to play with them one time when we were young. I was like, shit, man. I look back and then the band I actually tried to do good stuff with, it never worked. But in the band that was just kind of like the fuck around thing, yeah. like that's the one that I got to like go and play shows with some of these bands. Yeah. So you were never in a band? I was for a little bit back at, down there in Mexicali. Uh -huh. I was like in a death metal band. Y te encantaba. What'd you play? Uh, uh, bass. No, but I was just, it was more like, uh, I did it for a little while and, you know, me gustaba pistear más. I'm like, no, I don't want to be practicing. I just want to fucking party. It's not a drink, bro. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I, I worked at a liquor store in Calexico. No, like, pues el vato. Quieren a candy store. Yeah, so I was, since I was nine. So I had Damn. access, you know, I had access, you know. So I was real popular in school. You were the you know? plug, bro. La Conecta. But it, it was funny because, <laughs> because like, I would see people when I was cruising around, like, when I was in high school, cruising around, you know, the I encontraba, you know, and I see people outside of a liquor store hanging out. And, hey, what's up, man? What are you up to? 
I'm trying to get somebody to buy beer. Just fucking grab it and buy it. Like, they want the money. He's like, no, what are you talking about, dude? I'm in a feria, boy. And like, since I worked at a liquor store, yeah. I'd go into this other liquor store and, you know, grab a case of beer or whatever and put it on there. He's like, hey, can the, how come you didn't just buy it over there at Norm's where you work? And everybody's like, oh, Men of the community. <laughs> I like to spread my money around. <laughs> but what happened in high school later was, uh, you know, there's like some train tracks that come from Mexicali. And like in the late 80s, se venían los troques de corona. And they would, they would stop where, they, where the warehouse is, but they weren't open at night. So the trains are just sitting there, llenos de corona. And some of the homies right there from the government housing, they broke in. and They stole truckloads and truckloads of corona. Like a whole train full. <laughs> what? That's and, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> where did they even put it, fool? <laughs> so every, in that, in that block, it, it's, yeah, it's one block, the government, but they're independent houses and they all have a, a shed. Uh-huh. And every household filled up the shed and then they broke in again. And, and so now everybody, like the word was out. You just drove down the street and you'd honk your horn and somebody come out, hey, cuantos quieres? They were hot. But if you're a, but you're in high school, you know, you don't care. You do shit, bro. You just go get it early. They could know? be half drank. I would fucking still buy it, bro. It was, it was five bucks for a case. You must get yeah. it. Yeah, because you're just. All profit. Because yeah, they're, they're trying to get rid <laughs> they're of They're trying it. to get rid of the load. Profit, yeah, so. Imaginas every shed was filled to, to the oh, roof. And then everyone loved Corona. All, yeah. all of a sudden. That's where bro. the coronavirus started. Right there. Hey. I know. Conspiracy theories alert. <laughs> the views expressed by our guests do not reflect the ideas of the podcast. I see a disclaimer. You're on your own, buddy. You don't have a button that says you've been canceled. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to get you to say that. And then I'll cut it. Then it'll yeah. be a fucking button. You've been canceled. <laughs> bro. That's another thing. I feel like, crazy. okay, you're an artist. Both of you are artists. You're very talented artists. Both of you don't really play by any specific set of guidelines or rules. You do what you got. But with the threat of like constantly being forced to be more politically correct, you know, like we're not, we're not politically incorrect, but as artists, you don't want to have any constraints on what you want to do as opposed to, fuck, I should probably do this though, you know? As an artist, do you feel that now more than any other time in your guys' career? I do in a sense. I mean, I still feel like, hey, I'm going to put this out. Mm. There, there's stuff that I don't more, I guess, not for me, but like backlash on like, oh, well, my chick's going to get pissed because people are talking shit. Or, and, you know, if somebody's talking shit to me, she's going to get pissed. You know, she's a... Media loquilla, you know? De la garra. De la garra. De la garra de Calesia. Damn, I don't fucking want to mess with nobody over here now. Full <laughs> shit. Oh, and I remember it's not Hebert. And my dad, when now I know my dad listens to the podcast. Holtville. Oh, my oh, bad, dog. Holtville. Holtville. I feel like that's like, more Leave like, It to Beaver neighborhood. Yeah. See, verdad? Carrot capital of the world. El Vato. I believe that's where my bass teacher is from. El Omar. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he's no? from he's from Calipatria. Oh, my bad player. Look Calipas. at you, dog. Don't be dang Calipas. Oh. You had it. You had one shot. Bro. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Holville, Holville. Yeah. So yeah, Holville. I would I would always go to to Calexico or, or Mexicali like monthly. You yeah. know, my jefito, he's from Mexicali. Um, la comida china. Oh, yeah, la comida china, viejo. El, uh, la colonia nueva. That's where my pops is from. That's where my grandma's. I'm, I'm sure oh, we're I fucking related, bro. Cousin. Yeah, honestly, bro. Anytime I talk to somebody that I finally start, that's why I say when, when I bring somebody in, it's like, I don't want no shit about you. I just want to start talking and let's yeah. see what we uncover. And yeah, bro, most of these people that, that come in are like, oh, fuck, we know each other from la, la. You, you're living proof, bro. 
Like, I mean, eventually we sat down and we, and we just started like peeling back the layers. He was a fucking chambelan and a quinceanera that I was a chambelan in, bro. And it was like, wait a second. And then we kept being like, oh, we played soccer on Sundays, pickup games with the same people and the same like friends. We had the same connectors, the same Venn diagram happened. That's why I was like, you guys, you guys should take a DNA test. All yeah. three of us, bro. I know. My, Akeem, I flew it everywhere flying. Hey, I see it right now. <laughs> El Guerrero dos mil. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I've known him since I was a little kid. And he turns te- out. He texts me one day. He's like, ¿Qué onda, primo? Like, nah. What's up, fool? He's like, oh, you didn't see the picture before? I'm like, no. This. He shows me a 23 and me result. And we're related. And he's <laughs> like, ah, like, my best friend growing up, you know? That's no awesome. And then, and then my sister, uh-huh. her best friend, she's also related. Well, that's but, crazy. But, her, but her, her best friend, her dad always would say, hey, nosotros tenemos isla en la familia. Ah. Yeah. Right. So, like, she kind of, like. I'm going to see a Marquez on that side, bro. Just in case. All right. All right. Just in I'm case. My sister is all about that shit. Yeah. I took a test because a cousin of mine asked me to do it. Because, like, the male DNA has more chromosomes, so you get more information. El vato acá, Bill Nye, dropping yeah. science, hoylo. Yeah. Um, class, mm-hmm. please sit down. Uh, the male DNA strand has one more chromosome than that of the female. Tell me more. That's about all I know. <laughs> I thought that was a short no, lecture. Yeah. No, well, well, I took it and then I got the results and I look at it. It, goes, oh, it looks like math. Fuck this shit. Yo, and she's scantron. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, spell your name on a scantron. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, all Someone right. translated. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, it's trash. And then I, when I went to that funeral where the, where the primo was a fucking flat earther, uh-huh. they were talking about <laughs> DNA. Oh man, we should do one. Cause we got this great grandmother can, She's a mystery, you know? And I tell my sister, oh, well, I took one. What? You never told us? Right, well, here's my username and password. You know, it looks like math to me. Oh, man. Uh, and she started uh, digging. Uh, she's got it back to like the 1400s and shit. And yeah, no way. Yeah. You fucking photos and this and that. And How do you uncover all that? Like, what do you got to do? I'm interested. There, I've always wanted to do that. There was a lot of info. And then there it pops up like these people are like... First cousin or second cousin or relatives. How do they know that shit? So one of the people, one of the persons that was on there, they had done all the homework. Like the he was a genealogist or something. Okay. So oh, he wow. did, he had done a lot of the work, except he didn't have any connection where like the family started, mm-hmm. and we still have family there. So mm-hmm. she contacted him and she connected all the dots and now in Granada and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna send you a Facebook ad like he's a primo from Utah or whatever and this and that and. Not- and I'm like, it still looks like math to me, but she's all into it, you know. And she's all, all, my, all my sisters are like teachers and they're super smart. And I'm more like, hey, I just want to draw, you know, like. That's fucking I'm, rad I'm though, bro. Chicle, by the way, Chicle is my technology specialist. That's right. Mine too. <laughs> Chicle is our uh, IT department. They're, He's they're, our design uh, consultant. <laughs> there was no computers when I went to high school. So I, got, I got no knowledge of computers or nothing. You don't she, need that, bro. Chiclet dragged me into MySpace. Oh, you were on MySpace? Yeah. All right. I think Chiclet made it for me at well. <laughs> did I? Yeah. But I never got yeah. into MySpace, fool. I think I did MySpace to fucking follow Chingo Bling when he was dropping his uh, his mixtapes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only reason I did it. <laughs> Every time I try to do something with technology, I press something. Even like when I sign up for the Patreon, I'm like, hey, Chicle, like, I got this shit going on. Like, it's fucking, I don't know what's going on. Like, sacaron la feria, pero no sale nada. <laughs> and I ended up having to go over there and 
He said, I don't know what's going on in this and that. Good excuse to drink some society beers. Mm. Oh, nice. Which ones did you have? The light Uh, beer. Light beer. Dude. And that's some, a really good beer. That's a really oh, yeah. well. No, I, I feel like now when I go to Chicles House, I'm gonna have to drink a tequila, bro. If you, you why you always try to get me drunk when I go to your pad? For what's going on? You, you saw know? that I was with my children and my wife. Come on. But they were having fun. Yeah, they were. And we're getting close. Yeah. It's getting close to unlocking the next level. Take yeah. it easy, bro. I don't know. Is is it fake news that you guys drink whiskey in here? You know what? It um, is fake today it is fake news. <laughs> Wait. That's true. Where the fuck is it? No, 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 no. There's el, nothing el, today. There's no, there's no fucking weed from grasshopper Casper, either. There's nothing. Casper se lo llevó. Yeah. Hey, dog. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, um, we loved whiskey, bro. Shit, whiskey's all better. No, no sé qué pedo. Tal vez sí es cierto. We made a donation to the ofrenda, yeah. It's gone. Yeah, ver, güey, abre tu happy word. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. There's a little present there. It's my birthday yesterday. It comes with a a warning. Fuck. When I felt it, I was like, I know what it feels like. Damn. Pelotero, chula vista. Ese güey. Bro, this is badass, dog. Thank you. Aquí está la base. Mira. Me regañaron porque se la robé mi esposa. Oh. (laughs) Hey, bro, you're you're, you're confessing a lot of things. They're going to get you in trouble later, man. Oh, he already got in trouble. Oh, might as well. Bro, that is awesome. I, I didn't have time to because I made it last night, and I I didn't have time to make a base. Hey, okay, you got one of those you got one of those tea light candles, and it was too light to it would fall over, and I saw the where it was the tea light was sitting on. I'm like, ah, but Moya, what is it? Bro, she's like, all right, I'm gonna take this home, and he's gonna be my drinking partner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put him hey, on what, the table. What's, what's his name so you can talk to him? Oh, yeah. Ooh, a good hey, one. he's already tipping over. What's a good name for him? Fuck. No man, not that yeah, I can't, I can't just think of that one right now. This one we gotta. He's got a teardrop, bro. I saw it. Always crying. Lloron. Se vato. Ah, cool. Call him glasses. Lloron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uncle Glasses. No, bro, that's awesome. That is rad. Fuck. Well, um, you have that style. The that like I, I don't have a trained eye or no, but there's certain artists that I see stuff. I'm like, oh shit. You know, oh fuck! Like I know who that is, and without even knowing, you have that style. You know, anytime you, I, I look forward to when you post uh, your, your your pictures on Instagram, man. I'm like, oh shit, boom, that one's awesome. Good, like, oh, and I was like, hey, wait, is that that chilo? Like, that's awesome, dude. Like that, that style, the, the the way you 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 make it come to life. But well, once I started doing like the fun stuff, like the bar stuff, and uh-huh. all, you know, like like I said, like my homies were always like carrilla, like big time, and so a lot of the a lot of the stuff I do is. You know, nicknames of people and, and just stories, like hanging out at bars and listening to stories. And then I'll just like, all right, I want to do this because they were talking about that or, you know, stuff like that, you know, that came from Carrilla. And, That's or, the funniest things, bro, because it, it gives meaning. You're, no, you're yeah. not faking the funk when you're trying to create something. It, it was yeah. birthed from something that's real. And then you're just kind of like. Oh, you know what? I'm a fun little. Give it shape, give it a look. Boom! I remember when we were clowning that fool? Look at I style way. Yeah, you know, I was like, "That's awesome, bro." <laughs> yeah, like one, of, like one of the pieces I did was like this heavy set guy with a with a curly fohawk. They said masa punk. Masa punk. I grew up with a dude that was real heavy set, and he ended up passing away from. He had something. That's why he was heavy set. He, he had something like he was getting disability and stuff, but but he was always down. And you know, siempre estaba like he was really big, and but he was into the punk scene and le valía madre, you know. Hell and yeah. and since he was big, they called him el masa, and they called him el masa punk because he was into punk, you know. 
So I didn't do a portrait of him, but I did something based on him, and I put it in Masa Punk. And, and, and no, so, tribute. Yeah, a tribute. And I, I do a lot of stuff like that, you know, like, like you know, nicknames of, you know, people that I knew and stuff like that. Or I just hang out at a bar, and I'm just listening to people and and listening to stories, and I'll come up with ideas, you know, like from a story or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, look at that tells a story right there pretty much. You're just looking at that homie right there, you know? Le poner el Willy Moreno. In memory of Calexico High Middle School, Aida. Boom. Yeah, because yeah, anytime we go to Calexico, my family lives like right across the street from there. It's like the a.m. p.m. Yeah, and then, my parents live two blocks from there. Nice. And uh, nosotros. Okay, fuck, I don't remember the name. So yeah, it was I estaba el pinche a.m. p.m. And you take a right into yeah. like the, where the a.m. p.m. area. Pasas uno, pasas dos. I think it was like the third one, bro. Lincoln. No sé. Yeah. It's the next street from Yeah, there. it was like the third or fourth one. And yeah, bro, like when you said, oh, the, the layout, hacer la casita y luego también tiene su shit atrás. And I was like, yeah, yeah bro, it's like it's like a bunch of track homes right there. Yeah. And they're all the same. So yeah, I mean, I remember every time we drive in, the, the, the middle school is always Willy Moreno. Yeah, yeah. So it's like anytime somebody tells me, oh, from Calexico, oh, you went to Willy Moreno or what? He's no, like, I didn't, that didn't exist. <laughs> they're like, no, I'm, yeah, but I mean, more my age, like cousin age. And, and they're like, yeah, why? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I know about Calexico. <laughs> Willy Moreno. <laughs> And the pan dulces bomb. Pan dulces. Pan dulces, las tortas, dog. Torta. And apparently nowadays everybody hangs out at the Walmart because that's, that's like the, that's just the social spot, bro. I can't oh, go, really? I can't yeah. Go it's too hectic or I can't go there. Is it crazy? What, what's life like in the valley, bro? I feel like it's completely... It's, para mí, Calexico, obviamente, San Isidro. You know, like for me, because I grew up here going to San Isidro as our port of entry. And so over there, when we went monthly, it's like, oh, okay, so this is like my easiest con comparison was this is San Isidro. Yeah, except except over there, there was, you know, like when I came here, like I was expecting to get harassed by like customs because over there, like because I had long hair, like it was automatic secondary or strip search for me. Like <laughs> every time, every time. Con razón, and, todos los días, uh, yeah. homie. And, and they say, oh, no, I'm like, hey, dude, why are you always fucking with me? Oh, it's just random. Dude, it's not random. It happens every time. <laughs> and, you know, at the time, there was not a lot of line. So they would send me to secondary, get strip search. And then I leave and I go right back into Mexicali and come back and go through another line and send me to secondary. And he was like, oh. hey, did you forget something? He goes, no. I went back around just to tell you it's not fucking random, dude. Uh, <laughs> but my home You're like, I got time, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Proving the point. <laughs> I, used to, I used to carry everything, like ID, birth certificate, all, so they can't do shit. You know, but I got all pinchy strip searched all. And my homies, they get sucked in with me. And then eventually they're like, hey, go ahead. Ten people in front of us. We don't want to get... And then, <laughs> We're not together. Uh, when we would go in there, estamos pisteando, and they put you against the wall. First, you have to check yourself. You know, you got to run your finger through your seams, and then they do it to, in case you have needles. They check this. They check your pant legs. And when they got you against the wall and they're checking your pant leg, goes, hey, wait. Nos echamos pedos, wait, when they're down there. <laughs> and we're down there, and he's down there. Like, He's like, hey, don't be doing that. He's like, hey, man, it's a normal body function. Like, Bell, you, you can't, can't control my body, bro. <laughs> oh, man, they would get pissed. They would get pissed. Uh, hey, bro. Or you flinch. Or you flinch. He just had panikiao. And he's like, hey, man, I just got, I got a tick. <laughs> I got a tick. Man. I'm sorry. the line crosser, bro. The line stepper. I like it. Fuck, Ricardo. Fuck that. So you were afraid of that when you came to San Diego? That was that was the thing yeah, that you were scared of? Yeah, but here but here it was nothing. And they're just like, hey, what's up? Like, All right, go ahead. Tengo un compa también desde Calexico, el vato. It's fucking Julio. Um, anytime we travel anywhere, fool, I don't know what the fuck he did, who he pissed off at the border, but they got his name in, in a database. And he told us, los, al, dijo, hey, wey, no sé si no los quiero asustar, pero... Siempre que viajo, o siempre que cruzo, siempre cualquier pedo, siempre me detienen, bro. Like, mm. Neta, he's like, yeah, bro. Like, I don't know. I think I pissed off a, a customs agent or a border patrol. 
anytime I go anywhere, I get detained. I said, all right, cool. We were at LAX to fucking fly to uh, to Heathrow in London. I in Londres. And we, <laughs> we're getting on the plane and they're like, uh, wait, Julio Garcia, Gustavo, uh, uh, Julio and Steve. Uh, yes, you three, come with us. They didn't stop anybody, bro. They picked us up, all three of us. And Julio looked at me and was like, told you. <laughs> and they looked through everything, bro. Where are you going? What'd you do? How how long were you in London? Why are you not? And we were like, what the fuck? And he's like, bro, even now when I go to TJ, I still, I still get fucked with. And I'm like, damn it. So I don't know what's up. I don't know what's in the water in Calexico that make you motherfuckers be one, controversial to, to authority in Ponker Vato and then get banned from fucking, or not banned, but get <laughs> randomly yeah. chosen every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you know what the nickname for Mexicali is? La Ciudad de los Huevos Fríos. Because everybody drives around with a cold ass kawama in their, in their lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what Mexicali is known as. Like it's hot as fuck over there, yeah. bro. But dude, the Oxos there, they have it down to a science. I mean, where, I mean, we would go to a certain Oxos where they know, like, hey, we're going to put it in the freezer for seven and a half minutes. And ya que se le va a hacer hielito, la sacamos y la ponemos acá. And dude, you go and it's just like perfect. Oh shit, bro. Le gusta pistear. Ay, casual drinker, bro. Uh, casual. casual drinker. Social. Social. And you like to talk a lot. You're very uh, social. <laughs> That's not- awesome, man. I'm happy that I'm happy that we because we're gonna keep doing this, bro. Yeah. I mean, this is not like one time and then no, bro. Well, Ricardo's been working on a label too. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. For like a while now. Oh, yeah? What's cracking? It's coming soon. What's cracking? What, what is this? I took a break. Uh-huh. I took a vacation from art. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, when you met me, I had broken my foot. Yeah. And so I'm you were on crutches. Now in ese pedo, and it's been a long process. And then I had a surgery, and it, it's still not right. Like, I'm, I'm on workers' comp. Okay. But uh, during that time that I was in a lot of pain, and I was trying to figure out all this paperwork, like, I couldn't get focused. So on New Year's Day, is I started painting again. Okay. So now I'm, I'm on it. You know, but uh, but uh, I pretty much took a year off just because I was in pain and all the paperwork, you know, this madre, you know, and come back reinvigorated, ready. Yeah, yeah. Me and paperwork, me and technology don't get along. I've noticed. Yeah. I've noticed in the last hour we've been chatting that yes, you'd like yeah, yeah. to. You're a free bird. Yeah. yeah. El no quiere estar leyendo. No. He wants to be bro- written too because he <laughs> wants. Please read to yeah. me. Hey, calmate, pichi paparazzo. Una selfie. Do you want to do more work and like getting involved with like labeling and, and, and stuff like that? Or what's, what, what, what is your, your, where are you gearing your new founded and motivation behind getting back into art? Um, what direction do you want to go with it? Well, I, I've been lucky in the sense that stuff always comes up, mm. you know, like. Random. Like, El vato. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like I got a couple of shows lined up. Chiclet's going to be in one of them in uh, Albuquerque next year. Uh-huh. And then I got a show in Texas. So I'm going to be working on that. And I got a bunch of commissions now. And, you know, like I said, I, I took a break, but I was setting aside these commissions. And I just said, I was going to ask you if you're under commission. Yeah. Obligado a cierta cantidad. Yeah. They just, they tell me what they want. And, and I say, okay, like what size? And okay, I'll do it for this amount. You know, like a lot of my stuff is just the image. It's just like a solid background. If there's like a detailed background, then it's more money. You know, it's like pretty much like something per hour or whatever, you know? So it just depends on the amount of work. Is that a goal when you started figuring that you can make this your career, that you could find 
personal buyers like and then work for commission? Is that something like, oh, you know what? I think once I get esta cierta cantidad de commission art accounts, cool. I'm, I'm square and I, it gives me freedom to do more of this or more of that. Um, it's more people just hitting me up. Like some of them I like, some of them are tough because like say people hit me up that I don't know. And they're so, oh, just do what you do. And I'm like, but you don't yeah. know, you know, I'm like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. If it's like, cause even like people are like, Hey, you want to deposit? I'm like, no, nah, man, like I'm going to do something. And if you don't like it, I'm going to sell it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, it's like writing a corrido for somebody, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah. you go to a musician, hey, like, una canción. Bitch, I don't know you. Like, yeah, how, you yeah. so, how do you want me to write something about you if I don't know you? Yeah. But the good thing about it is sometimes it pushes your boundaries to do something that become a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of pieces that I've done that I never would have done if it wasn't for a commission. And that sort of leads me to doing other stuff, nice. you know? So. so it's opened the door to more opportunity and just to, Further expand what you do within your talent. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome, bro. I, I should my game would be. I, I need more commission work. That's all I want to do. Boom, boom, boom. Well, as things open up, I can see Ricardo going for it. You know, yeah. with all these things like like your gift. You know, the eggs, bro. And, those are rad. Every time know. I see that artwork on on your page, bro, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's clean. Look at that. Got a I think that, the only challenge is like people keep getting inspired by him. Yeah. You know, and. That's how, you know. That's a double-edged sword, huh? People yeah. got to stop doing that. You know, find your own. There's a double-edged sword. one thing sword. to be inspired and, and reference something, you know, but it's a whole other thing to do the same exact thing and then try to claim it as your own. How is that handled in the art world? Um, uh, it depends on the level, like, I guess. Yeah, and there's not much you can do other than, you know, call them out. And, and you know, right now things are tough because... Everybody's a procreate artist, you know, and they literally will take a picture of your piece and just do a line drawing around and it's like, hey, look at this amazing, I'm an artist and this and that. And like, damn, dude, like, Malicia, like, like that sucks. That's so, but I feel like that's always been an issue. But more now that the with social media, it's like it gives those people a bigger platform for which to push it. And with art, bro. It would be difficult. Oh, yeah, I meant that somebody does that to you. You have like the name and the history in the game that's like, hey, man, that's mine. You know, it's like, what are you doing? But imagine being young in the game, having a legit talent, and then just having somebody, a vulture, just kind of overlooking, like, oh, I got that. Boom, 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 take it. At that point, it becomes, well, who put it out first? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That would suck. That would, that would make me feel horrible, dude. If I, if I did something and somebody else, I, I would feel like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. that was me. Because I know that happened to you. I know that happens to you. And, and I know it keeps happening to you, Chicle, with like, whether it's like artwork that you've come out with or just other designs that you've done up or like, like your style. When I see it, like, oh, that's cool. I see what Chicle is doing on there. And then, yeah, you do see other things that are like, oh, shit. That's a lot like Chicle's work, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody did that to you on a fucking, and one of your cool shirts, the, the Pelotero shirt. And I remember, yeah. I remember like <laughs> uh, one of the homies, Albert is small tea. He's like, hey, man. I found this on, what was the fucking site? I don't know what it was. Offer up. Offer up, gracias. It's like, I saw this an offer up, bro. It's like, this is yours. And yeah, then he put them on blast. And then here at the brewery, we like put it it up and then took it down when they reached out. Ultimately, like, you know, they came to an agreement and what was up. But that's not, that's a, that seems like it's a happy ending to that shit. You know, I I don't think there's many happy fucking endings when things like that happen. Well, and I think that like Ricardo said, there's only so much you could do. You call them out and then hope they do the right thing. I mean, it's going to happen again. And it's probably happened more times that, that I don't know about. And I think it happens to everybody, you know, but 
I don't know. It's just one of those things like with social media and it, it goes both ways, right? There's more access to be quote unquote inspired by someone and, and copy their work. But then it also, at least now we can be aware of it, you know, cause some of these people are just blatant. Yeah. Like they change nothing. Like there's some artists that straight up print it out, paste it on something and then just spray something over it and call it their own, you know, And I don't know. Como some, dijo some say el, it's a compliment, I guess. Yeah, como dijo el, el pinche prophet Gucci Mane, dog. En su época dijo, you know, imitations, flattery, bite me. And I was like, arre pues. <laughs> <laughs> I live by that code. Because you know, bro, you, yeah. you guys you guys have shine on you, you know? Like when people are trying to find artwork and they, what's up with chicle, dog? You know, boom, boom, boom. Hey, okay, you know, you guys have a name behind it. So that must be like, That would piss me off. Yeah. It's just more, it's a double-edged sword. You're, you're happy that you have more shine because obviously you're getting your work out to more people. You know, your, your talent has developed to, to the level of perfection that you could put out and can be like, oh shit, look, you're getting so many more new eyes. Oh shit, more people are wearing my shirts. Oh shit, more people are buying my prints. But again, you're opening it to more eyes and more eyes get to clamps and like, I can do that shit. But, but I think too, like there maybe, and I think it's like when we talk to Bobby Tribal, Like there's things that have changed in culture, you know, where people used to be a certain way. Like I think when I met Ricardo and, and he, you know, started giving me feedback in many ways, like coaching me on how to do things, you know, how to how to set up an art show. And now that anybody could be an artist with social media and, and maybe never even be in an art show, but have a platform online. I think there's there's things that are being missed in in terms of etiquette and just the world of art, you know, how do you, how do you carry yourself and how do you establish a name that's based on something, you know, and the, the relationships that, that happen and experiences that some artists will never have, but they're making money. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it just gets diluted in, in many ways and not to take away from the talent that's out there, but, You know, I, I think there there are things that you earn, you know, and I don't know. Oh, you know, motherfucker. I like I like when you finish. Oh, I don't know. It's like, oh, but that's, that's all, just that's, my opinion. That's all, <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that's that. That's all I gotta say about that. I was like, damn, connect the microphone tongue. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I'm and it's kind of funny because it's happened to me a few times where like I went to do a mural in San Antonio, Texas. And so the people I was going to be working with, they started kind of like posting up my style Ooh. and this and that. And then I get there and this band transformed themselves as the little people, like the other characters I do. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this, this should be a t-shirt. That's incredible. That's a great idea. This and that. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like I came to town and all of a sudden people are painting little people. And then I Not met another that. dude at another state. Uh, we're in a show in a museum and, and, uh, He's like the first one to comment on everything and like everything and this and that. And then I, then he starts busting out the little people too. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how do you handle that? Do you talk to him or? I, I hit him up. I hit him up and I know there's nothing I can do, but I say, hey, man. You tell him, hey, cabrón, I used to have long hair. Yeah. <laughs> like my hair, <laughs> I used to have long hair. I'm not afraid. I used don't, to be Samoan. Mm, don't angry. Check, don't check my legs. I'm a fart. Ooh, that's right. That's, <laughs> hey, dude, that's a dude. That's like a secret weapon. Yeah, like a Dicky Island secret weapon. like, bitch, I'm a fart on you. <laughs> It's like the Kung Fu move. Don't make me mad. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. I mean, I feel 
technology has created that, you know, it, it, for people like you with the artistic abilities, social media is, is awesome. Social media should be like your best friend. But in that situations, yeah. it's like social media comes back and bites you guys in the ass, yeah. you know? Cause I mean, that's, that's your, that's what you do. That's your passion. And just have somebody who's like, oh, fuck, all right, cool. Let me put this tracing paper over it, get an idea, and now fill it in with some of my things. It's like, that's just like a soulless piece of art. It's just like a, like, like a coloring book. It's like, oh, I'm going to just use this color yeah. in here and then, oh, and see what happens. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's, yeah. that's, that, that, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> yeah. How do they? How do they, yeah. man? When I think like where Ricardo, where he has a unique style that for a long time you didn't see it. Like no one was doing it. So you know where they got it from. And we, when we were in Sacramento a few weeks ago, we were talking to another friend up there, Gabriel, tu hermano, who he has a very unique style. And he was telling us the same thing. He's like, man, like I, I monitor my, my social media to see who's following me and what they're creating. He's like, and I've had to like block people because all of a sudden they're doing the same style that I'm doing. He's like, and it's taken me years to develop it. To craft that actual style, yeah, to, you know, to develop is, that skill. It's like super geometric and it flows, you know, like clearly like not anybody could just bust out that, you know, whereas with me, I think the illustration is inspired in cartoons. It's more universal. Like I know that, that there's a lot of similarities out there, you know, but when artists have, created something that's fresh and unseen that's where i think it gets even more problematic you know like people have to understand that as an artist like if we make money it's not a nothing other than the idea right that's that's what people like the execution of course but without the idea there's nothing else you know the imagination the the being able to to have this dream and then put it out there, which I think people can do, you know, but but I don't know. It takes time. <laughs> you it takes time yeah, you know, and I, I feel like people should just be, be mindful of that, bro. Good luck, right? Good luck, fucker. Come on, guy. That's never. Gonna that's never happen. gonna happen, man. That's in every industry. That's music. That's. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's sampling yeah, it's, lyrics. It's, it's everything, bro. It's a, a cocktail, a specialty cocktail at a bar, at, you know, like at a dive bar. And then you see it at yeah, a fan. I think whoever created like the first mixed drink got upset that he was like, like damn, it's like, oh, it. you know, it's like, yeah, it's a Caesar salad. Man. El compita de Tijuana dog. It's like, Caesar and then all salad, of a sudden it's like, right. like now, that sucks. Now, now it's an Italian salad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, that started there, bro. Yeah. Like, and now it's worldwide. Motherfuckers yeah. think it's, you know, it's like from Italy. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, it's from Tico, it's from Reu. Yeah. It's like, but th that documentary was a trip. Just watching the the whole uh, conception, inception of creating a Caesar salad table side con todo, wah, wah, wah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I want a Caesar salad, bro. Like, goddamn, all that goes all in that, there. Yeah. I don't pinche huevo, I'm goddamn. Just dump it in there. <laughs> nah, man, good, good, good. It's good that I finally connected with both of you, man. Like I'm, I'm happy when our worlds collided and I'm happy now that your world and our world is going to collide even yeah. a lot more, man. I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm one of those dudes that like, I admire from like a distance because I know I'm busy. So if I know that you guys are doing your shit, like the last thing I want to do is like, Hey man, this is a good show on the podcast. Or hey man, like, can we do this? Or, hey, so it's like, that, that's chicle for me. <laughs> I'm up his ass like, Hey bro, 
this would be cool. Hey, bro. But then half of the time he's like, I know, bro, I got you. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. But that I don't like to hit people up, you know? Yeah. Like I see musicians out there. I'm like, oh fuck, I like what this guy's doing. Or like you, oh, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to steer clear because I know they're probably short on time. But I want you to make time more for coming and doing podcasts with us, bro. Because yeah, sure. this isn't just like uh, one of those episodes where like, and that is Ricky, you know? It's like- <laughs> Nah, there's still a lot. That's that a lot. Ricardo didn't talk yeah. about. He's been in some- really important shows here in San Diego and other, other parts of the Southwest. And, you know, he has a lot more to share. I've been involved in fights with Chicle. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. tough not to crack, dude. I feel, we, I feel like we, that's why he wants the whiskey so he can just like yeah. divulge it all, bro. A little bit of a social lubricant, bro. Social lubricant. Most memorable show that you've had in your career, not necessarily in San Diego, but just something that one, at one moment, did you do something then that just kind of went, oh, I'm there. This is what I wanted. Mm, there's a couple. Like, one of them for sure is, like, the Tribal Legacy show. Mm. I mean, because Tribal has been around forever, and, and you know, it's all top-notch artists. And then Bobby asked me to do a piece for the Legacy show for their 30th anniversary. So, I mean, that really stands out to be considered, you know, one of the artists to do something. And, and you know, he's more, like, the graffiti scene, tattoo scene. So to be included in that was a huge honor. And then the other one is the museum, uh, Harwood Museum in New Mexico. Because that one, like, me and Chicla were in it. And it was, like, every artist that I ever loved. You know, like, like H.R. Geiger that did, like, the alien character and Joe Coleman. Everything you, everybody you see in Juxtapose Magazine, uh, Shepard Ferry. Like, every big name that's in lowbrow art was in that show. And then here's me and Chicle rolling up in there, you know? So, I mean, that that to me is stands out. Like, like I'm showing with everybody that, not, you know, Picasso and this and that. I'm into, like, this other type of art, you know? And everybody that was anybody was in that show. That's for So that was, like, a huge honor right there. How does that make you feel? Like, knowing how you started, where you came from, what, what your aspirations was, and getting involved in this industry and in this, in this scene to get there finally and be like, I love eating. Yeah, I mean, it, it was surreal. And then, and then like, it's kind of funny because, you know, like I told you, I painted nothing but dead people. Uh -huh. And then, you know, my mom's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm tapping in. And then I did a, a mural project on in Market Creek Plaza on Euclid and Market. Uh -huh. And I invited my mom. And, I mean, it was a big deal. You know, it was on the cover of the union. And they had politicians there and this and that. And they called us up. And I invited my mom. And she's like, oh, shit. Like, you know. Maybe he does have something, you know? <laughs> you know, and I would I would send her flyers of every show I did. You know? uh, She's like, oh, man, like, you know, now it's two people in the show. Oh, man, solo show and this and that. And all of a sudden. Did that know, mean a lot to you? Was that a big motivation for you? Is it, it seeking be, approval from, from moms or? Uh, no, it was more. It was, it was more like I told you so type yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's two ways of uh, looking at things. I mean, you know what? I did it all to get no, the attention. And I was like, no, I told you. <laughs> the line crossed. Yeah, yeah, because she was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, yeah. why are you painting these dead people? I'm like, that's going to get my foot in the door. You yeah. Know? Like, because that already got me my second show. Nobody else that was super talented got a second show, but I got a second show. Why? Because I painted these dead people. You, you you hit on a genre that people yeah. that connects with people. Yeah. I mean, and it does, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was more like an "I told you so" you know type of thing. Yeah, fucking. Nice. I feel like um, I know I for sure started paying more attention when we opened the brewery because that's kind of when 
I feel like my world collided with the artistic world. You know, my scene being like the 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 beer scene in this instance, and the like the punk rock scene. When we started opening the brewery and getting everything set up, like the artwork, what are we gonna do here? Ooh, what are we gonna do there on the wall? I linked up. Uh, we were linked up, pardon, with a, an artist, um, David Foish, El Gain, El Gain, and that's when I started learning more about your industry and paying close attention, you know, and and it just seems that a lot more attention has been shift on 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 the the art scenes and, and communities and cities and states like, oh, ooh, this is that. And like right now I feel like El, El Mas Pesado is like, yeah, like the like the Bobby Tribal mm -hmm. type of brandings and, you know, Esteban Oriol from, from fucking LA, like those kinds. I feel like the shine is on that a lot right now. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm ignorant into it, but it, it's always been there. You know, it's been there for, he was telling us like over three decades, but I feel like, you know, like there's certain, certain uh, time frames, um, como se dice, eras, perdón, where, where things are more popular than other things, you know? And, and I feel like right now that, you know, like the Mexican culture, art, you know, the anything anything related to what we're doing. And honestly, like as a culture, I feel is, is garnering a lot of attention. More people are putting eyes on it. More people are exploiting it. More people are, you know, they're trying to monetize and not necessarily, you know, like what is the, the term? Cultural appropriating. Like, how do you feel about that when when you're doing a design and potentially it could be used for something like on that level? It's like, fuck, because you're a line stepper, bro. I'm pretty sure that you have your, your 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 goals, your motives in what you're doing and what you're aspiring to do. And sometimes people are going to present you with an option. Where it's like, fuck, that, I don't want to do it. But, oh, shit, it's going to bring me a lot more attention. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, like if it's something that I don't feel right about, I, I won't do it. I don't care about what it brings to me. Like it's, it's never really been about the money for me. I just want to do what I do and whatever comes from it comes um, from it comes from it. But I've never been like, Hey, I'm going to do this Pepsi thing or something or other. And you know, that must be something that, you know, it, it would, it would conflict with what you're about. Yeah. yeah. But punk rock seniors getting you do you know, yeah. you're fucking long hair dog. Mechudo. El mechudo, yeah, mechudo. You know, it's like, there's rules to that game. There's those like codes that you live by as as a young man growing up in in that fucking scene, and then all of a sudden getting to the upper echelons of what you guys are doing. Like I wonder, like if I was in the position of these big wigs, you know, like you guys, like a Bobby Tribal, like the dudes from LA. It's like fuck, because we we touched on that with with Bobby. It's like it, you guys like took it, put the flag on the ground, raised the flag, and here we are. But now everybody's watching. Yeah. And it's a trip, like when I watch, and not, not necessarily cultural appropriation in this, I think more of a, a, a an homage or like, you know, worshiping the, the culture that we're from, some Japanese cultures, the yeah. communities within the Japanese culture, like they have straight up like cholos and homies yeah. watching documentaries and then just talking to friends that have gone over there. Like Casas went over there with a couple of friends, those barrio dog boys to, you know, scope, scope out some areas. And they were like firsthand attesting like, bro, and Derek Miko, that, yeah, that Japan scene and in our culture, la cultura that, that, that we're all about. And it's over there. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're, they're like honoring it. Yeah. They take it serious. They do their homework. They, I mean, their tattoos are traditionally, they fly out just to get tattooed by Mr. Cartoon. They don't want something you know, Joe Blow doing it. Mm -hmm. They want Mr. Cartoon. They, you know, they want this artist, that artist, and they're all about it, you know? That's crazy. I mean, that art, you know, on different levels. 
You know, people people idolize Diego Rivera. I used to have a shit ton of this stuff when I had first bought when I first moved out. Like I would order stuff on eBay. I was heavy on eBay, bro. Like everything I buy, I would buy on eBay because that I don't. You can't, where, where else was I gonna get like Diego Rivera prints? You know, of shit that I liked. I was like, all right, cool, boom, and I started ordering them from there. And it, and I was like, oh, people are in the art. Like it was a, a time in my life where I was just buying like certain prints for the house, and I was like, oh, I want this to be this. I got this one and da, da, da. Curtain, they're all in storage because, you know, now we're in the era of more minimalization. You know, we don't want to over overwhelm things, but the eras that we're in right now, fuck, you guys are in that. Both of you, like both of you have your, 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 your chips are in the game. Like you, you have a word, you have a seat at the table with what goes on. People come to you guys and commission you guys. Yeah. You know, when, when I was talking to Foyish del Gain, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, I've got, I've got people that, you know, I've got to do a monthly you know, peace for them and they'll pay me and blah, blah. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, cause that, that it's like the first time you, you learn to read, you start reading like, Oh shit. Oh, that's what that says. When he was telling us like, Oh, that's how that works. That's the inner working of being an independent artist. That's the inner working of like, you are your own like boss and you're just doing your passion, which is art. It's like, Oh fuck. I didn't know you could legitimately do that and have it work. That's cool, man. Like Mike props to you guys. Cause that, that takes a hustle mentality, you know? If you, if you ain't producing, you ain't needing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously I, I know you guys have other sources and shit, but it's like, fuck, as an artist starting out and doing your thing, that's like putting all your eggs in one basket, you know? And I'm sure like, and when I was young and in my scene and I put all my eggs in one basket, kind of, I put like, if I had 12 eggs, I put like 10 eggs in, in being in the music, like in, into the musician and being in a band, you know? I still had my two eggs where I would, I got a job, like at the bank and I said, you know what? I'm at least going to like keep working as a fucking teller and blah, blah, blah. And as the years went on, I was all, all of a sudden, I was like from being 17, I'm 25. Like I'm still doing the music at 25, but I'm now I'm like, I'm, I've moved up in, in the banking world, in the finance world. So it's like, fuck shit or get off the pot. Like I'm 25 now. Am I going to continue to do this? Is it time to taste the los últimos huevitos and throw them all in this basket? And you know, and we had that realization where it was like, all right, bro, like I'm 25. Like I have a steady career that I've established. I have, I, I'm thinking about getting married. I have a, a, a legitimate, you know, relationship and with current wife. And we're like, it's like, this is where we're at. What do we got? What are we doing? Are we, are we still fucking around? Like, are, are we just like, you know, doing little practicing in the garage, doing little local shows, like, which I would akin to you guys is like my drawing, submitting, like trying to get events, trying to get shows. Or are we taking it to the next level? You know, for me, it was like, fuck, they, these motherfuckers ain't about it. Like, I know, and I'm not talking shit because I know Jose listens. I'm like, I'm just saying, it's like, I know I was about it. If I was going to put it all in one, I'm going all in. Like you, now I know I, we work together, Chicle. So I, we see that kind of like work ethic from each other, like that drive. Like if I want something, I'm not going to stop until I get it. And if I see there's a path to get it, I say, we're going to get it. This is what we should do is my guys didn't have that. So ultimately I stopped playing. And that's what's tough with music. Cause you got to deal with other personalities where me, I'm just like on my own. Yeah. Have you had that? Did you ever, both of you, did you have that like one pivotal moment growing up? Like, fuck, am I going to do this? Like, am I going to continue to do this? Or is it just, was this just a hobby? Something to pass the time while I was young and now I'm a young man. Uh, once I, once I did my first show, I knew this was what I was about. The flavor was there. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what I want. And it's kind of funny. Cause like that first show I talked about and it was more like, it wasn't like the Chicano scene. It was like the general public and this and that. And I did the show at the coffee house and I was painting all these dead people and stuff. And these people that 
were in the trunk of a car crossing the border and stuff. And all these people were coming up to me and they're like, who's this artist? I want to talk to him. And so they're talking to me and they have no clue. They're like, Oh my God, did that really happen to you? <laughs> uh, did you come across the border in the trunk of a car? And like, they have this story in their mind. You know? Where are you? Where's your inspiration from? Was, yeah. And they <laughs> slashed yeah, slash my throat too. Yeah. The guy with a slash throat. Like, yeah, they slashed my throat. It was hard. <laughs> but it was funny. One of the stories I, I, I told them and I told Chicle later was I told them, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I came in the trunk of a car and, and we didn't have any money, you know, we didn't have any toys. So we used to steal ketchup packages from, <laughs> from McDonald's <laughs> and I would draw on the ketchup packages and those were our toys and we had toothpicks yes. <laughs> and they would fight and they would stab each other and they would bleed to death. And they're like, oh my God, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm just like, these fucking people, you know? <laughs> and so I told Chicle the story. And then later one day, he's like, hey, man, look what I found on the internet. And it was this package. And it has a label. He thought it said bleeders. And there's like the most random drawings on the ketchup packages. And there's toothpicks in the package. But it was like a, a calaca, maybe a, maybe a man and a woman, and a turtle. It was like a weird <laughs> thing. And I'm like, where the fuck? Somebody fucking took my idea. And then I realized, oh, Chicle has it works at a print shop. Like he printed the label, but I was like, what the fuck? But dude, they, they ate it up. That, and that's what they wanted to hear. They want to hear a story, bro. They want to hear a story. They, they, they want to know where it comes from. They want to know yeah. how it started. What goes on in that head of yours? You know, it's like, that's true. It, it, you yeah. too, man. I, and it's funny because, yeah, I've never been immersed in the art world. And now with you guys specifically, Chico, it's like, oh, wow. Like that's, that's a different level, you know? And it's, and it's crazy. Like you say, when worlds collide, oh, and then our circles are fucking joining, your circle, like, I've obviously heard your name from when we started the brewery. Because, like I said, the as soon as we did that, that's when I started, like, kind of like, oh, more artwork. This is what's going on. Oh, okay, cool. That's that. That's this. That's just nuts. Our circles have collided, and it's fun, and it's awesome. And it's 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 kind of like you take a step back, and you're like, damn, the homie that works here with us, or the homie that collaborates and does, like, you know, he's killing it in his shit. Like, everything that he's doing. And then he looks up to you. And then I just got poking around. I was like, fuck, he's killing it in his shit. So it's like their circles are big. You know, like you, you guys get down. And then we find out we're wallet twinsies. Damn. Damn. Well, I, they, they, I mean, they, you old school, <laughs> the new school. <laughs> but see, it's just, it, that's one, another thing I've loved about doing the podcast and getting to know people. It's just like fucking, you start connecting dots. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you start like creating the Venn diagram, you know, with the circles here and then the circle there. And there's that little sliver. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. I know you from here. And we used to do this when we were little because mm -hmm. we're, I'm 42. Now. I had to think about it. El vato. I'm 42. You know, ya me pegó, ya me pegó, I'm 42. Early signs. You know, you don't remember what you did at eight years old. You don't. You have a glimpse. Chicle's younger, so he remembers. Yeah, but that's a 41-year-old mentality. <laughs> and it's just weird that I was talking to somebody about this and that now in my older, well, at my current ages, like from the late 30s to where I'm at now, bro. And no, and it sounds silly. I'm saying it like my, my later life. But wait, neta, like I feel like my circle is becoming more full. Like it's mm -hmm. the dots are connecting from my childhood to now. You know, people that came out, you're not the only guy that I've crossed paths with that I was in a quinceanera with. And then we started, hey, yeah, I remember. I'm like, it's just weird. Like, I feel like what was old is new again. 
Things that are coming out from the past are slowly like presenting themselves in my future or my present. Perdón. And I think it's awesome. So that's what I'm saying. Like when we're fully immersed in our circle, Canico, I bet you it's more than a wallet that we're going to have in common. I can fucking already see, bro. Do the 21 and me. How old are you? What's your age? Feasty. All right. You look, you look, yeah, you look it. I'm pickled. But you're still young, fool. I know. I know dudes that are my age, and it's funny, man. It's, uh, like, we'll cross paths either at the store or something, and then I'll tell wifey, look, that's, that dude's my age. And she's like, what? I said, I wink at it and say, you're welcome. You know, because we not all of us of age is the same, bro. Nah, not all I of see, us. Just, I see some people on the internet that went, went to school, like, God damn, que le pusieron el, en el agua? En el, en el aire, <laughs> que pasó ahí, viejo? And that's nah, why I tell wifey, around. yeah. And it's like, well, honestly, I, I think we're spoiled in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I know you motherfuckers are happy with what you're doing. So there's got to be a sense of that, that, you know, I'm stressed. You're stressed. We're, we all have stresses, you know, but I'm fortunate enough to work at something that I really am passionate about and really, really love doing. And I feel like that has taken a toll on me in a different sense, you know, like physically when I was in banking, I was always stressed, bro. Like I was always in a rush. I'm in a rush now, but I, I was always in a rush. Like got it from here to there. And I got to sit there for like 10 hours and do this. Uh, you know, like I just felt overwhelmed that when I started just like working for myself and, and doing things for myself, it just felt different. Right. You know, I felt more at ease. And then when I was able to, you know, Oh shit, I can do what I'm doing and, and, you know, pay for raising a family, you know, operating this brewery allows me to raise my family. Operating a bar allows me to provide and raise my family. So it, that obviously brings on a whole fucking new level of stress, but I'm doing something that I know has no cap. What I put in is what I get out. You know, the more I fucking put into what I believe in, the more that you guys put into the passion that you guys are all about. Ultimately, that's your drive. There's no like, oh, well, you know what? That's what I'm going to, you know, and it doesn't have to be money. Like, and for me, it's like, oh, it's capped out. I guess I can't do anything more, you know, like when I was in banking or in my other world. But now it's like, there's no fucking cap. I can, we can keep it going. How do I know that for me? It started as a brewery. We created the podcast. We're creating new relationships. We have a fucking nonprofit. We're doing charity events. Like, El tapón is gone, bro. Like, I feel like boom, 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 boom. I'm just pushing it out. And that's why I feel younger. Like, I, I'm, I'm 42, but I feel younger because I stayed like, I feel like we're active and we're, yeah. and, and we're moving and we're, we're, we're doing shit that we want to do. You know, we're busy and we're, we're, we're tired and shit, but I feel like we're doing shit we want to do. You guys are, you know, that's the next level. You know, I can't compete with Islands and you, my friend, Chiclets. Like, you guys are obviously killing it what you do on a much bigger scale. It's got to feel good. It's got to feel like, yo, man, I could be grinding, doing this dead end job that I know provides, but I have no, I have no outlet, you know? Mm -hmm. And basically I'm saying I'm appreciative of you guys for allowing me to feel like, oh, wow, I'm part of these guys crew now. I get to hang out with Chicle when I want. I get to fucking shoot a car to fucking text me if I want to. You got to give me your phone number so I can get that shit in. <laughs> but I mean, right now it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm older now, bro. I feel I feel more yeah. appreciative of things. I've lost people in the last few months, weeks, you know, and you just become, I know I've become more like, all right, it ain't that serious. You know, it, it's not that bad. You guys have a manager. Uh, you have a, a, an outlet to express those feelings kinetically. Like you get to see it. I get to touch it. I get to take this fool home. You know, I get to feel it and to like, oh, all right, this is the end result, you know? So you are proud and happy with what you do. 
You know, and I guess what I'm trying to say is not everybody has that. No. Nope. And I feel like that's why we, 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 I'm happy. I'm old and I'm sensitive and I'm a grouch. Yeah, bro. My, my outlet is, is this, you know? And then that's how wife is like, fuck, I, I get, I get it off my chest. Yeah. You know, I tried and she's like, why do you always try to act like you're so positive? And this is said, honestly, cause I, I'm happy right now. You know, <laughs> okay, don't fuck it up. Papa, please. <laughs> but yeah. And I tell her that and I'm like, fuck, I need to surround myself with more people like that. And that's these things that are happening in our connections that are, I'm becoming more like, oh, I believe in that shit. And I'm just, whatever I'm putting out is the kind of people I'm going to bring in. You know, you may be old motherfucker, but you funny and you're still in touch with what you do, what, you know? So you say they can't hear. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want to be 60 and still be in a little dickhead like this. It's like yeah, shooting the yeah. shit with my homies. I want to be 70 and you know, I'm, I'm cruising over to your pad to pick up a fucking shirt that you made for us. Yeah. It was probably a shirt t- clowning on one of our homies. Be like, hey bro, like do this shit. That shit will be fucking hilarious. Like Arrucones. I'm yeah. showing up with a for fucking bottle. Yeah. <laughs> showing up with a fucking bottle of Bucanas. And I was like, all right, cool. That's what I want, you know? Una zapeta with the Emo Brown logo. Get mas on the butt. You know, it's like, I want my kids to grow up like being like that. Like, yeah. you know, like know how to be social, yeah. know, know how to talk to people, you know, know how to engage and, 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 and have, build a rapport with people. You know, I don't want them to be like, oh, like, no, I don't want to talk to nobody. You know, mm. if it's growing long hair and getting your ass kicked, you know, you kept going out. You know, you, you kept going. That was what, that was your shit. You were confident about it. If my kids have like something that they're confident and passionate about, I don't want them to like shut it down, bro. I want them no. like, no, do your thing. How bad do you want it? You know, like, do, or do you want them to fucking divert your attentions into what you want just because somebody's going to shit on you or are you going to keep going? You know, I really like what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop because fucking Chicle is making fun of me. You know, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's what I trip out on. Like I have an eight year old daughter and like Chicle knows like, no se calla. Like she's, she's nonstop. Uh, nonstop. Energizer bunny. Yeah. Like we can't watch a movie cause I mean, she's talking <laughs> shit. Like, like every minute, every 30 seconds, she's like, Oh man, that guy, like, oh, he's, <laughs> That's awesome. like, she's, you know, she's like super social. No se calla para nada. You know, it's like, we can't watch a movie porque we can't say, hey, callate. Yeah. But I mean, that's awesome. I'd rather, I'd rather have yeah, somebody that's good. comfortable and confident in doing that than just being like, oh, like shy. Yeah. And I have a shy one too. And it's my job. Like, is no, aliviánate, bro. Like, come on, let's go. Let's go. El pinche, el, el epic. Really, he's shy. <laughs> he was. He was super shy, bro. He was super. Even now, he's like awkward. He's a lot like you know, like, more, a little more quiet. See, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more shy guy. But jujitsu t- took all three of those nerds in there. And now the oldest one is like more out there, like hey, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And now he's like, he talking smack. No, he just, he's just, he's a clown, bro. He's talking smack to me. Ah, good. That's just me. Como te dijo el epic fail. Epic fail. Well, maybe you should learn how to swing a bat when a kid is throwing it at you, bro. No bro, I, hit that, I hit that ball over the fences. <laughs> bro, they're getting old. Oh, fuck. I'm getting old. I'm in that mood right now, bro. I'm in that that pensive, like, I'm going to go home and rip a bowl and, and have a, a nice little whiskey and just, fuck, get lost. Old. Do it. This, this birthday changed me. <laughs> hey, ah, truth or false, bro. Let me tell you truth. I got like five bottles of Bucanas for my birthday. It was crazy. Ahora llegó el suegro me trajo una pinche botella. I've never seen a Bucanas this big, bro. Damn. I've never seen a bottle this big of Bucanas, dog. Probably. 
I was like, fuck, this is big. It was like, it looked like a pichi garrafón de leche, dog. I was like, that's a huge ass you know, Those metal things that swing down. Oof, ooh, tell me more about these metal things that swing down, bro. Pinchy oh, <laughs> pumping the well. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we were growing up, every weekend, every Sunday, we went to my grandmother's house, I in Pueblo Nuevo, and she had the garrafón with the, like a metal thing that swings down, you know, and you're a kid, pinchy cochinero. Oh, fuck yeah, dog. Damn. That's funny that your your family's from yeah. Pueblo Nuevo. Yeah. Telling you, dog. Acá, el pinche tío. Siempre mando. El primo. El primo. The older the the cousin. Dropping knowledge. But it's, funny, it's funny that you... Yeah, farts. It, it's funny that you <laughs> talk about, like, you know, you being in the bar scene and, and now talking to artists because I tell people all the time when they when they ask me, like, like the, the, the bar scene and the cafe scene goes... has a long history, you know, you know, in Europe and everything, every artist hung out at, at bars and cafes because that's where they would mingle between artists and, and you know, whatever it was, you know, at the time, you know, there was prostitutes that they met there, there was bartenders, there was this, and every artist has painted a scene of a bar scene and this and that. And, and I tell people, like, when they're asking me, like, how do you, how do you motivate yourself or how do people know you? It's like, you got to go out. Like, nobody ever becomes well-known from doing incredible stuff and staying at home. Like I always hung out at bars and I've met all inspiration. My, yeah, I've met inspiration and you meet everybody there. You know, like that's how I met like Carlos Baez, you know, like every bar I went to, he was in there. He's like, ah, cabrón, aquí también, you know, and, and then I did an album cover for him and stuff. Which one? The solo one, the soul rec. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and just a lot of people I met just from hanging out. And I tell people that's what you got to do. Like, and I tell my wife, because sometimes she's like, hey, man, vas a salir? I was like, hey, man, like, it's part of... It's part of the gig. Yeah, it's part of the gig, you know? And it sounds silly. Yeah. And I'm probably sure it took wifey a little bit to, like, completely realize that, oh, shit, it really is part of the gig. That's how yeah, it happens. Yeah, but Yeah, but, I mean, she hung out a lot, too. But then uh, at one time, you know, she was going to school in two different schools, and so she couldn't. But I was like, hey, I'm going to go out. Like, I got to... I need that inspiration. You know, yeah, you need to tap in. I mean, like, at the Jewel Box, that's why, like... Dice, Dice used to hang out there. It's one of the first people I met, you know, at the Jewel Box. Mm-hmm. Dice and and people that we know, like that's working on Chicla's truck, Mario Vasquez, Tip Top Customs, and and that's all people I met. Right Jewel there. Box, right there. What? Yeah, I had like ten birthdays right there. I even I, I all had, at once. Yeah, I had, my, <laughs> I, I had my twenty-first birthday there. And the guy's like, hey, how old are you? 21. 21, you've been hanging out here like a year. Yeah. <laughs> you could never ask me. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. What the stop is standing in the esquina? Yeah. Fuck. I had my 21st birthday at uh, Docs, bro. Hey, yeah. Docs. Dive bar. Docs, Docs. Yeah, yeah, but it, same thing. I, I have lived at this house. Well, not. I've had that house since I was 20 and then turned 21. And yeah, we would go to Docs. And my first, and, and I would go there before I fucking turned 21. They didn't care. Damn. Um, but yeah, when I turned 21, they just started going, hey, yeah. Pusaste el culo, dog. That's, I still remember my 21st like birthday drunk, hangover, everything. I was like, damn, we took it to the limit. That's awesome. We <laughs> took it to the limit. So, Where'd you celebrate your 21st, fool? We went to, I think we went downtown to the, the Blue Tattoo. Okay. And then the weekend after was when I was introduced to Lancers and the Ken. And then it was game over. Game over. That. Dive bar champion. Enrique yeah. Lugo the third. Well, because at that time the Ken had it was still a good music scene there. Yeah. So Damn, yeah. a lot of that's no longer there either, bro. Yeah. If only I had met Ricardo back then, imagine. It's, it's funny because like like we were hanging out at Landlord Gyms and Chicla's like, oh, man, we gotta go to my spot, you know, like the Ken Club. 
you know, where, you know, he's got the connect over there. He's all right, I'll meet you there. And we both lived in the area. Like I was living across the way from El Sarape. Right okay. Yeah. And he was living in City Heights. So it's kind of like middle ground right there. And we walk in, and as soon as I walk in, one of the bartenders hands me a beer and takes off. And he's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And it was Brian. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, like, he lived upstairs from Landlord Gym. So, and we were in a group called the Husky Boy All-Stars, you know, just <laughs> drinkers, you know. And uh, so he's like, oh, yeah, he's one of the Husky Boys. And so he was like, oh, man, I thought this was your spot. Yes. You know? Rubbing it in. Rubbing it in, bro. Rubbing it in. No, but the jewel box days, like I said, like we would bar hop for the pool tournament. So everywhere I went were bars that bartenders hung out at. Those are the bars I go to. Because those are probably the ones where it's like, oh, shit. You know, we're your bartender's favorite bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Most of them probably don't exist anymore. Like which one? Sparky's. and Sparky's is Hamilton's now. Yeah. And then Snippy's is now where Station Burger is. That was like a little tiny, like a hallway. And then we go to Cherry Bomb in like Bankers Hill. And then we went to this Chinese restaurant in La Mesa. Uh-huh. I forgot. I think it's called Wong's. It was a trip because it was like a restaurant. And then they had a bar, but there was like a big pool crowd that would hang out there and stuff. And Dude, the dive bar fucking yeah. scene, bro. And then, uh, Red Fox. And Red Fox. And Live okay. Wire. So. Live Wire, man. And then it's, it, now that things are starting to open up, it'll be cool to see. How they come back, you know? Because yeah. mm-hmm. not all of them are coming back, dude. That's crazy to me. That's nuts. Because somebody should do a, a, just a show and not like the the el quisieron el rescue bar rescue. Some, yeah. not, something just like where you jump in to the culture of dive bars, you know? Like what every every dive bar has the regulars, and and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if if you created like a, a little grid. The regulars all share like the same fucking traits and everything. I and bet you, like, you know, there's two different sets of regulars. Like the King Club, like the daytime, they the, call them, oh, like the man. daytime, like the bar monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like almost alkies. You don't want that circle mixing with the night no, crowd. No, no that's, that's what that's they a, tell them. That's a dangerous. Like, <laughs> like at the King Club, there's like one guy that's like a little bit of, of a scraggler. Uh huh. And it's like they're watching him, like, okay, as soon as guy, I it's time for you to dip, bro. It's four thirty. I hit that second yeah, shit, bro. Yeah. It's true because yeah. I have we like we have regulars at, yeah, at the yeah. Elwood. And those daytime drinkers, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna start calling them the bar monsters now. <laughs> those fucking bar monsters, they're there every day, bro. Yeah. You know, every day. And I ain't even to say their names. I don't want to out them. But yeah, they're there every day, but they're not there at night. You know, because yeah. they, they know slowly it's like, fuck, yeah. all right, everything's changing in this bar now. I can say the whole different scene. I better dip before I say some dumb shit. And some of these guys, uh, they're not they're not built for the after hour bar scene. Yeah, and, and that's why landlord landlord gyms used to close at 10 because at the time before Junior took it over, it was all the money was from Bar Monsters, and that was it. So they could care less if they were open late, you know. And then Junior took it over, and he put the velvet rope, and he's like, okay, these guys aren't coming in anymore. And it's, and he knew everybody because he was a DJ, and uh-huh. he was a manager at a bunch of bars, so he did graffiti, you know. So he knew everybody. He was so, connected everywhere. Yeah, so that's what made it so popular. And he introduced everybody to everybody. So you felt, you know, you walk in and it's like, Hey, what's up? And people, you probably wouldn't have talked to, you know, ever. Yeah. And now everybody knew everybody, you know? So people say that you make a lot of connections on the golf course, you know, but yeah. now bro, you make these connections in the bar. Cause at the bar is like the walls are down. Mm-hmm. The social lubricant has been injected. So now it's like, you're being real with somebody you just met 20 minutes ago. It's like, Oh bro, this is my drama right now at home. Like you just started like, Oh shit. People go to a bar. When they're happy, 
People go to a bar when they're sad. People go to a bar when they're fucking, you know, they're, they're swimming in, in, in success. People go to the bar where they're slumming it and things are not going well. So when you put all those people in a fucking fishbowl and they're drinking <laughs> and everyone's just kind of hanging out, you're going to make some outlandish connections, bro. There's, you're going to be like, there's, there's well-off people that I know that go to like dive bars that I go and I go to who sit next to dudes like, what the fuck? Like yeah. they're complete two different walks of life. Yeah. There's no like world that exists where these two dudes see each other on the regular, yeah. know everything about each other, including families and this, that, and the other, aside from that fucking bar, aside from that stool, that shit doesn't exist. And that's why I think it's awesome, bro. We should fucking figure out a way to like go to different dive bars and just kind of hang out and, and be like, for this month, we're going to this dive bar and we're going to document what we see. And then we go to a different dive bar and do that shit. And then ultimately we'll be like, fuck, the dive bar scene. Write it down, puto. <laughs> fuck, man. I'm, I'm going to wrap this one up because I want to talk more. And I feel like anytime if I'm going to wrap it up, there's going to be more coming. But I want you to keep coming back, man. Yeah, Fucking sure. monthly or whatever. Yeah. Just come in and pop in and just shoot the shit with us. Tell us about what projects you're working on. Tell us more stories. Because you're that motherfucker. Eres el vato que si pisteamos. No. Fuck, dog. Bawa led Winnie. Not a story. Because ain't nobody leaving for a minute. So thank mm -hmm. God there was no whiskey here, bro. And to think I started off with a bad intro. It was. I thought you were going to say something. So Like what? No sé. I said, what's up? And I thought you were going to talk. And then there was crickets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I have the button. <laughs> you know what it was? It was the ghost. Oh. Did you feel weird when you came in? No. He still hasn't come in. He's not He's in, still bro. On the other side. He's still on the other side. What's going on? It's because I thought somebody was going to come and hand me a beer, but I'm not Are they busy upstairs? No, sir. It sounds like it. Yeah, right. I can hear the shit. So I'm like, because normally, like, if we do them like late like this, they'll, somebody will come down and like bring us beers. Damn, we're going to leave with a bad taste in your mouth. You got I was like, man, man, this is fake news. It's, it's just for the radio. We got to bring them back. Let's bring them back. Okay. Ahora que Hoy es jueves. I'm going to probably put this bad boy out tomorrow. <laughs> hey, that's Topo Chico legendary, bro. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah. You're going to come back monthly, bro. Hell yeah. You got to come in too. Because now that we've, we've built this thing. Look, I have my I have my days where, where I bring Caesar in. And Caesar and I just shoot this shit, you know? We have our days where... Uh, you and you and Selena come in and, and wifey and me do it and, and we just do that. And bro, tell me that people don't like that shit. People love when we do like the couples thing. Like they they feel like somebody DM me and said, damn, homie, I feel like you are you're, you're not in control when your wifey's there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, duh. Yeah, and a couple of couples we've therapy. Been accused, we've been accused of that. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Right, right, right. No, yeah, I, canceled. <laughs> where's the button? Dude, yeah, before you leave, I'm gonna record that and he's gonna say you've been canceled. Um, awesome, bro. I'm happy we edged time out because before the pandemic, I'm gonna extend it. Before the pandemic, when we popped into your your your, your coffee shop, I would see you there. And I feel like, okay. This is going to be my new area where I come and we're going to meet new people. You were one of them. And I was like, all right, cool. And and then the pandemic hit and it shut everything down. Yeah. You know? And I feel like uh, we were going to be on a good pace because I would see you when, when, you know, when Carlos would go play in there. And, and uh, yeah, and you would just have events or whatever. We'd pop in, glasses and me, and then the kids and me or wifey and me. And then, yeah, I would see some of the same people. I was like, all right, cool. I'll eventually be talking to him. Okay, I can see. I like her. Like, we can probably talk about this, that, and the other. And then, yeah, the pandemic hit and took that shit away. 
we're about to blow your shit up, bro. You had no idea. We were about to start going up there more. I know. It was oh, we on. We were ready. We were ready, dog. Everything was lining shit, up. Shit, bro. And then COVID. And then COVID, bro. So, yeah, I'm happy that COVID's not done, but we're on the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we've been taking better like precautions and this, that, and the other. But I would have loved to have fucking Ricardo on the fucking treehouse, bro. If we had yeah. Isla's on the treehouse, we're going to have to do that. We should. we should do that. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, summer's here. We're not with Tayita de Bucanas and we'll just sit out there, bro. Una botellita cada hey, wait, tienes problemas o qué onda, bro? I mean, don't be drinking that much, bro. Una botella cada uno. It's crazy. <laughs> pues Ricardo Islas. It evaporates quick. It does. Yeah. You get you're out there and then this in the heat it yeah, sweats yeah. and then you, you get thirsty. You get mm-hmm. parched a little bit. But yeah, man, I'm gonna shake your hand. Nobody can see it. It's a pleasure. To get to know you, yeah, and I can't wait to like learn more about you and everything you do, and hear more of these bomb ass stories. I'm gonna tell my dad, "Hey, conozco alguien más de Chicali, dude." Yeah. And he's gonna be like, "Ay, dónde es?" And I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him yeah. your last name. I'm gonna tell him everything. No huevito. Then much oh, bro. You yeah. know what? I'm gonna name this one the Chicalón. No, I can't. He has a chula vista tattoo. Dude, this yeah, thing my, is awesome. My whole family in Chicali works for the La Comisión. Okay. For the electric company. Yeah, por años, everybody. That's why they're they're all. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Bro, the Mexicali is that type of, is that type of neighborhood, bro. It's that type of town, yeah, yeah. you know? I'm not from there, you know? But that's where my dad is from. Yeah, yeah. So we would be going there, like, on a monthly basis. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this is, this is Mexicali. Yeah, yeah. It's different than Tijuana. Yeah, you know, it is way different than Tijuana. You, you got your nice-ass neighborhoods just like Tijuana. Yeah. But it's a fucking capital, bro. Yeah. So things are just different in Mexicali. It's like that big city feel in a very small-type pueblo-type mentality. I'm like, damn, it was cool. A lot of good food. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of good food. culture, a lot of good everything out there. I haven't been there yeah, since because mi nana. She was the last one that lived down in in Mexicali. Ever since then, like all the aunts and uncles and cousins, they all came to, to Calexico, you know? And then from there, most of them fucking came over here, you know? So I feel like that's a progression. It's like Mexicali, Calexico, and then like San Diego, and then... And then... Yeah. Just like everybody from Calexico, San Diego. There it is. It's true, bro. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. Pleasure, bro. Yeah. Chicle, you killed it again. Thank you very much, bro. Thank you for bringing him in here and, and connecting more dots for us. Yeah, yes. A huevo. Take it easy. Next time, take I, it come, easy. Next time I come in, I'm going to leg wrestle Chicle. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I won't be here for that. <laughs> <laughs>